Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 88. And today we are in a remote location with my boy Raul Ramirez from Checkered Sports. Raul, what's up, bro? What's going on, Frank? Dude, thank you so much for making time, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming out here, man. I really appreciate that. I know it's a far drive and yeah, dude. by bears later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, for anybody that's not following us on social, we're in Lake Tahoe right now for a family vacation. But you know the hustle never sleeps, dude. And uh, I knew that this was going to be probably the closest opportunity that we were going to have to talk about things. So I'm glad we made it down. And your pad, bro, fucking legit, dude. Thanks, man. I love it, man. It came out super, super nice. Yeah, I'm excited. Hell yeah. So um, for people that aren't familiar with, with your brand, you want to go over quick, uh, quick little summary of what you do? Yeah, so Checkered Sports, um, it's mainly uh, just pretty much me, and I make pretty much whatever I want, a lot of mounts, um, CNC parts, all made locally or in my shop. Um, nothing is made overseas or anything. Uh, I also sell lots of brands, you know, mainly race brands, yeah. uh, road course stuff. Um, a lot of stuff actually ends up, you know, on show cars, which is cool. Um, and then I did do the importing thing for a while, but I'm kind of still, I don't know about that. I don't really? Know. Yeah, that, that one might be my last container. I'm not really sure on that. Yeah, I remember you, uh, you posting something up about that, saying that that was probably going to be it. What, uh, why, why are you going to stop doing that for? Um, I just really like fabricating, and I think I just want to put all of my time into just building the brand more yeah um because importing is a lot of time a lot of people don't realize it because they don't look at the back or like the you know all the late nights um you know japan's obviously the opposite timing yeah and so i would be up super late super early talking to people bidding on stuff and just everything and so i just want to put all that time into my brand Dude, I never even thought about that. Like the time, yeah. the time difference and communicating. Because mm -hmm. when I'm trying to communicate with somebody overseas, it's like probably like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, you'll get the first email or something, yeah. and then it's like, dude, I'm fucking, I'm done with the day already. But you gotta yeah. keep going. So it'll be like that for months, you know, until I fill the container up. Because I like handpick everything. Uh huh. So I'm like, okay, I want this, I want this, and I have people over there that help me, but it's just a lot of time so i just want to redirect that time and just focus on making product yeah yeah so you felt like it was holding you back a lot i feel like i needed to choose so like unless i start hiring people mm -hmm. like i need to choose one or the other and fabricating is just one of the things i like um a lot more and i'm getting more into it more just more in depth um plus i feel like importing there's less and less um profit mm -hmm. with the because most of the stuff that you know that i sold it's all old stuff yeah and it keeps going up in price like a lot and a lot of people don't realize that so you know a, when you post it up a lot of people still expect prices from like 2001 <laughs> yeah and it's like no dude like this stuff is old yeah like there's actually less egzks in japan than here like mm -hmm. you know it, you've been there yeah, yeah, yeah you know how it is so i don't know i just kind of determined that i'll probably just make more parts 
Yeah, and you enjoy that shit, dude. You've always enjoyed fabricating stuff. That's awesome, man. So what kind of what kind of stuff do you fabricate? Um, so I do a lot of mounts. Um, you know, ECU mounts, bunch of brackets, um, and then like I said, I also outsource stuff that's machined. That's all yeah. over, over here in Garnerville um, at my friend's uh, machine shop. But so you know, it's like. Um, shift knobs um acps deletes i don't know I, I can't even think of anything right now but there's a lot yeah and it's crazy to think because um because i remember when i started i was like man i got like one product you know it's like people are gonna go on my website and they're gonna be like okay he's got <laughs> one product <laughs> and now it's like i look at my um like the the because now i have like actual product numbers yeah you know? yeah and it's like two or three pages and i'm like fuck like it's crazy to think about that you yeah know? it's like dude just, it's it's also crazy to think about just even thinking about where we came from you know so if anybody isn't familiar raul and i used to work at best buy together i think if i'm not mistaken i started in october 2005 yeah that sounds right so when did you start working there because uh, you were there a little longer or before me. I want to say it was either very, very late 2003 or 2004. Um, like, I have a horrible memory, but yeah, um, yeah I, was, I just came back from Phoenix and I just had got a job there. That was what you were in Phoenix for uh, the audio school, right? Yeah, so I went to Phoenix after I graduated. I went straight there. Um, I went to a car electronics school. And I thought I was going to stay there. like In that, Phoenix? Yeah. Like, Tempe was cool. Like, mm -hmm. I liked it. But I couldn't take the heat. Really? Yeah. It was it's hot as fuck out here. <laughs> dude, no. That's a different hot. Like, really? You can't even do anything. Yeah. It's kind of like when it, you have a snowstorm here. Like, you can't go outside. Yeah. But because it's too hot. Not because <laughs> there's fucking snow on the ground. <laughs> yeah. So. It, it, I, would it stop, like, things from getting done because it was just dangerously too hot? Yeah, yeah, like, you can't really do anything outside until, like, 8 o'clock. Fuck that. And dude. even then, it's still hot. Yeah. Like, well, for me, I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't do heat very well. Yeah. So I couldn't do it. I came right back. Like, as soon as I graduated, I came back. So before we get into the whole uh, Best Buy part of it, I, I kind of wanted to touch on your, uh, like, your early life and where you were born and how you ended up here in Carson. So, Carson, um, I was actually born in Oakland. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, so Bay Area, um, that's where my family lived at the moment, and I actually have a lot of family there still. Yeah. Not, not in Oakland, but it's in Hayward, mm -hmm. so, it, you know, they're right there. Um, and then we actually moved to Mexico probably right after I was born. So I lived in uh, Puerto Vallarta. No shit. Yeah, so I lived right there for a couple years, and then we moved uh, two hours like east, I think. Uh, it's, it's a little town. It's called San Julian. Uh huh. Um, we still have a house there, actually. Well, it's kind of like everybody's house sort yeah. of deal. Um, and then I think I came back to the states when I was like, I want to say six, and then we went to to Yarrington. Mm -hmm. Like you've probably driven through there. I've never been there, but I remember. You've driven I, through. I don't there. think I've. I possibly have yeah, been there like, before. 
to go to vegas you have to go to here through oh, okay <laughs> yeah. okay so that's like the only like reason most people know i it. thought it was closer to here it's like an hour it's a super farm town oh, okay but it's actually really cool when you're a kid because mm-hmm. like you can go do whatever the fuck you want and nobody has to worry about you yeah because it's so small like all we did was build bike jumps you know go camping like whatever like it's tiny i think the population now is i want to say four to five thousand oh shit yeah dude oxnard's like a hundred and some dude yeah no this is tiny like (laughs) it's like the thing where everybody knows everybody yeah which is cool and it's not but and like i said growing up as a kid that's really cool because you can go do whatever but as soon as you graduate you gotta leave because if you don't leave like you're i don't know what you're gonna do and you you already knew that as a kid oh yeah yeah everybody knows like you know you would see the people that hung out and you're like what are you doing (laughs) yeah like you gotta leave yeah so what made what made you guys move to mexico and then what made you guys choose urington to move back um that i don't even know um i don't even i've always wondered how people end up in places like that Mm -hmm. like I don't know. Like, how do you end up in this tiny little town? Yeah. Um, I don't know. But we moved there. And at the time, there was like a, a restaurant. It was a Mexican restaurant. And I think it was kind of failing. And they offered it to my mom and her husband. And they bought it. And they still own it to this day. No way. Yeah. It's like, fuck, dude. I don't even know how long it's been now. But. Yeah, they still run it. So your mom and your stepdad are still out there? Yeah. yeah. How often still. do you go visit? I don't ever go there. No? Um, my mom comes here because um, my sister's here too, So, and all the, her kids. So she'll come up for, you know, soccer games, whatever. Got you. She tries to come like once a week. We do sushi, whatever. Yeah. You know, dinner. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, after, after Yarrington, so like I said, I went to Phoenix or Tempe. Yeah. And I was going to stay and then um i decided i was like yeah no this is too hot so that trade school was actually only like three months but it was nine to five monday through friday Mm -hmm. so like that's all you did well besides party yeah um yeah and then when i came back my sister lived in carson and um i went to stay with at her house for like a couple weeks until i found something um then i started working at unique sounds oh shit yeah. that's right you worked yeah. there first are they still around oh yeah they're huge no way yeah they, they got like a huge fucking shop dude that shop was dope well when i worked there it was like a dungeon dude uh-huh. like the shop in the back there was like no lighting yeah like <laughs> it was so hard to pull a car in because you had like a gate by it yeah and i remember like if you had a big truck to pull in you're like fuck okay i'm just gonna be like a 20 point turn <laughs> um but it was cool, like, you know, like, I learned a lot from those guys, because a lot of those guys were super OGs. Yeah. You know, like, doing everything, fiberglass, whatever. You had a bunch of, like, drug dealers, I guess, probably, coming oh, in. Oh, like, gotcha. Like, hey, I, I'm going to drop, like... Straight cash deals. Yeah, like, <laughs> 20 grand on this. It's like, we're going to do what? <laughs> like, to your explore? <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, whatever, fuck Yeah, it. but, and then... Uh, I met this guy um, at Best Buy. He he actually used to teach at um, 
the school I went to, the Carotronic School. Really? And so he was like, he wanted to hire me, and I was like, well, you know, you guys actually offer benefits and shit. So. Yeah. So that's kind of why I went over there. So at that time, what was your thought about Best Buy installation versus like what you were doing at Unique Sounds? It was totally different. Um, so Unique Sounds, you're doing a lot of custom shit. You're hustling all day. Like you might get one day off. Um, a lot of like another thing is like when you work for a shop like that, um, you know, you always do what the owner wants. It's like, all right, we're doing this, this, and this. You're going to do this, this, do it this way. Yeah. Well, with Best Buy, I mean, you know, you had the freedom. It's like you can be creative. You can do whatever you want pretty much. Yeah. Um, I really like that. And I remember I was working both jobs um, at one point. As an installer? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because I, I started part-time, mm -hmm. and they're like, they're like, oh, you got to quit Unique Sounds because it's a conflict of interest. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't really afford to live on a part-time part job. I'm like, so you got to give me full time or I can't quit. Like, it's not about, I'm not doing it for fun. Dude. Yeah. And it's like, I live on my own. And they're like, okay. And that's that, it. That was it. They give me full time. Hell yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. That was now, it. who was that who, who gave you the job? Dude, or who who recruited you? Uh, I forgot his name. I want to say it was Evan. Uh huh. He ended up starting his own shop down oh. in Gardnerville or Minden or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So, right. Yeah, it was not even Gardnerville. That was the problem. He started it on Airport Road, mm -hmm. which is like, dude, nobody knows where that's at. And so he even asked me. He's like, "Hey, you want to come work for me?" And dude, I was like, "I'm not a business guy, but." <laughs> no that's not the best that's idea. not the best location dude <laughs> like like i didn't know business at the time but yeah. you didn't really have to like, <laughs> yeah. i was like nah -uh. i'm cool here dude like wow so it was him though right because that, yeah, that's I've, that's jogging my memory now yeah i think his name was evan it was him sure. and then yeah he was working he had another guy working with him randy that's randy right randy ended right. up going with him but i don't remember if randy ever worked at best buy I, I but he was working at that shop. What was that shop called? Do you remember? Dude, I don't even know. Me neither. I, dude. I don't even think it lasted a year. It, it lasted for a little while because they're, they're the ones that did the box in the Chevelle when I had those four W6s in it. Oh, okay. He did the I, I box even, right there. I didn't there. even know that. Yeah, because that's when I was kind of getting into like the SPL contest and shit like that. And that dude, Randy, he was really into it with that yeah. little truck that he had. I remember that he had that like um, MTX like oh the thunder was it the thunder the thunder 9500 yeah, yeah dude that came, shit was it fucking came in nasty like a, it came in a crate <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh yeah the shit comes in a crate it's got to be loud <laughs> yeah it's loud but it sounds like butt yeah dude definitely did i i didn't really start getting into sound quality until we started getting yeah. into like jail and shit but before we get past all that what what actually even got you into car audio from Yearington to make you want to make that move to uh, to Tempe? I don't know. That was honestly, it was just something I always wanted to do. Um, and I guess it kind of goes back to like actually when I was in high school, um, I had mini trucks. And oh, shit. So that's actually the route right there. Mini trucking, Raul. Mini trucking. And, you know, you always try to put whatever you can back there. Dude, I remember I had a black S10, 
and I had a 10 inch W7. But this truck was only a standard cab. So you couldn't ride in the passenger seat because my sub was there. (laughs) But I didn't care. Oh, (laughs) shit. Like, it was just chilling, but I didn't care, dude. Like, I just wanted my sub. Damn, a 10 inch dub 7 at that time, bro. That's like, what, yeah. 500 bucks? Yeah. yeah 750 yeah. or something? Yeah, and I think I had, like, a cheap-ass amp to it. So Yeah. But, it, dude, back in the day, you don't care, you know. So what was your first car? My first car was an 88 Toyota pickup. Mm-hmm. And it was actually um, my brother-in-law's work truck at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think he was just, like being nice like it was one of those things like okay you know you turn 16 um we're gonna help you out sort of thing oh okay like maybe he felt sorry for me (laughs) (laughs) but this truck was bad dude i love that truck but when i got it you know had like the fucking ladder racks and oh shit it was straight up work (laughs) truck and like you know i cleaned it all up dude i put bazooka tubes (laughs) behind the seats and uh, I remember it had some wide-ass tires. And you know that canyon going t- through uh, Smith Valley? No. So it, it's, a, it's a good canyon. And um, at one point, I had a girlfriend in Smith Valley, so I would drive that canyon all the time. And I always like, all right, how much, how much sooner can I get there this time? Oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, it jammed. Really? Well, for me back then. <laughs> <laughs> now you'd probably be like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this is dangerous. <laughs> but, you know, back then, dude, like, everything was fun. Yeah. I remember we used to go, like, race our trucks out in the middle of nowhere. So when you got the truck, you just jumped into the truck community? No, not on that one. Um, actually, so on that one, I sold it. And I, I think that was kind of, um, like, I fucked up. Really? Because I didn't realize how good of a truck it was, even though it had, like, over 200,000 miles. But, you know, I was like, oh, I want this Ford Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to upgrade. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to upgrade. So I was like, I remember uh, I sold my, my truck and I got a Ford Ranger. <laughs> dude, that was a life lesson. Oh, right my God, dude. That was the worst truck I've ever owned. No shit. It was garbage. <laughs> and I think I ended up selling it and losing a little bit of money. But you know you don't even care. That Did point. they trip on you that you sold it? The the that you sold the first truck since it was kind of like a gift. No, well it wasn't a gift. I paid for it. Oh okay okay um, okay got you. But I'm pretty sure he gave it to me cheaper than what he could have sold yeah. it for. You know what I mean? Um, but no, like it's funny because now I talk to him and my brother-in-law. Uh-huh. He's like, "You're a dumbass, dude." <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, "You sold that shit hella cheap, too." <laughs> he's like, "I only gave it to you hella cheap because." I was helping you out, yeah. you know? And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Fucked up. So I sold that fucking piece of shit Ford Ranger. Um, and I think that was my first Civic. It was a Red EF hatch. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we started playing around. Like, dude, we messed around so much. We had no idea what we were doing. Um, so, you know, I lived in a very, very rural area. There was a bunch of roads that that were like perfectly paved and straight yeah dude we could race each other for hours no like, way i'm not talking at night either yeah like, i'm talking <laughs> broad daylight like the only thing you got to watch out for is like any cows coming through that field 
Hey, there's no cows. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Dude, we would literally paint a line, dude. No way. On the road. I remember um, <laughs> there was a few. There was one out by the dairy because there was a dairy. On there. Yeah. And then there was out uh, another road on my way to my friend's house. That was the one we used the most. Um, I think it's called Miller Lane, if I remember correctly. But yeah, dude, you straight up paint a road. Or I mean, paint a line. Paint another line. Yep. So it being such a small population, there were still people there that had like quote unquote modded cars or that were into that. Um, no, not not really. It was just like us. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much all the people we knew. Um, and then I remember my friend at the time had a four door EF. I think he got his before I got my hatch, and that's what made me want to get my hatch. Um, but yeah, I mean they were slow ass cars. Like, but dude, we had so much fun. Like you know, you're just racing whatever, and then. Even when I had the Ford Ranger, we were racing that. <laughs> so how did you even get the idea of, of like racing or anything? It was just because you guys didn't have nothing to do, just go yeah, fuck around? you don't have anything to do. I mean, before that, all we did was ride BMX bikes. We would build jumps, literally any empty property. Like, I built a lot of wood ramps um, that I had in my house. You know, we would spread them out as far as you can go. It was one of those things like, all right, we're going to build a takeoff. We're going to build a landing. Mm-hmm. Who's going to spread them out the furthest? <laughs> um, so I have a lot of pictures like of that. Um, but once we got driver's licenses, you know, the bike thing kind of phased away fast. Yeah. It was like there was a couple times we used the cars to like ditch school and go to the Gardnerville park. But you got to be real careful, you know, when when you're like riding at the park during school hours. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So you, we got caught a few times. Um they never actually told anybody though. They're just like, oh, you know, like leave or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, besides that, it just the bikes phased out fast, and then, yeah, it, it, we didn't have anything to do. So, it's, so then you got the the EF, and what was the last car that you had before you you left there to Arizona? That's actually, dude. I went through a lot of cars. Um, I have had so many cars in my life. I couldn't even tell you all of them. Like easily over a hundred hondas like wow just in high school like okay i had the the toyota truck the ranger the ef hatch um i think i ended up crashing that one um i crashed it and then into what another car a parked cop car oh my god yeah that was all bad (laughs) and then like i got sued well they sued my insurance company um the guy tried to beat me up the Um, cop yeah like what the fuck yeah so all right so i had a girlfriend at the time in carson so you know it's our drive Mm -hmm. and there was this blind hill and every day well not every day but every other day whatever whenever i went to see her um there was road construction signs there that say like you know work crews or whatever yeah yeah no one was ever there (laughs) no one like (laughs) every day so you don't pay attention to it anymore yeah because you're just driving like okay this fucking sign's still here but no one's here yeah again yeah the one day that i'm not paying attention you know and it's a blind hill so as soon as i come over there was actually somebody there you know with the stop sign oh shit and it was a parked car it, he wasn't on duty uh-huh. he was off duty so you know, I lock up my brakes and I skid forever, dude, until I finally hit him. It was like an old wagon. 
And so I'm like really confused because I'm 16 and all I see is like my hood up here. I'm like, fuck, you know, like, like I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. And I see this big ass dude, like get out of the car. And he's like, he's like, get the fuck out of the car. He's like, I'm going to beat your fucking ass. 16. Yeah. What the fuck? And I'm like, I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. You know, I'm like, like, what's going on? Wait, what is this guy doing? Like, <laughs> so I get out because he's coming towards my door. And I get out. And I'm like, I'm walking around the back because this dude's huge. And he's like, and then he says, I remember this. He's like, he's like, get on the ground. Put your hands behind your back. I'm like, what? <laughs> so now I'm really confused. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, this was an accident. Like, <laughs> and then my friend in the passenger side, he's like, oh, dude, my arm hurts. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, I got more shit to worry about right now. So I don't even remember what happened, but we just dodged the dude. And so he ended up like suing my insurance company. Dude, after that, I paid like, dude, like 220 a month for liability. Wow. And like nobody else would insure me. So I had to do it. Like, oh my God. That was dude. it. And like, what'd your mom say? Well, that's the worst part. So as I'm like on the side of the road, coincidentally my mom drives by oh shit so now she sees my car all fucking trashed on the side of the road and so she, you know she she's probably uh, freaking out yeah she freaked out um but then she was when she saw me that was fine and where was the dude at i don't remember dude i think he like ended up calming down or maybe the flag person calmed him down um that was so long i, I like yeah. i said dude it was all the days at the time like I didn't even know what was going on. And then when someone's trying to beat you up, you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I was just trying to see my girl. Yeah. Chill, dog. <laughs> so there was that car. And then I think, um, oh, so that car only had liability insurance. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the day, you don't really have money, dude. Like in that town for like any teenagers, you had McDonald's or round table. It's like, where do you want to work? You know, for a teenager, there's no really other place to work. So all of us worked at McDonald's. We fucked around so much. It was fun, dude. Like, that was a great (laughs) job. (laughs) And uh, so so I didn't have full coverage. Yeah. And so we just fixed the car ourselves. Like, pretty much a hammer and whatever tools we had, you know? Yeah. Like, bend that shit back. (laughs) And then that's when we're like, well, why, why buy this front OEM bumper? Let's buy a Blitz body kit. Oh, shit. You remember that? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, so this was hella ricer. <laughs> like, like, super ricer era. And uh, I remember a front Blitz uh, bumper. Yeah, so we threw that on there. Yeah. At the time, it looked cool. But who knows? I don't know. Like, it probably fit like shit. So what year was this? Um, I was 16, so 2001 Okay, got you, got you. Um, so then that car, I think I sold it, and then I got a yellow CRX. And then I got another Red EF with a B16 um, after that. And that one had a, a Skyline body kit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Upgrade, baby. So now, like, that was, like, Fast and Furious came out, uh-huh. like, right before that. So now all the body kits are coming out. Um, 
that one was cool man that was like you know my first dual cam and to have a b16 in high school especially where i lived it was like what the fuck i think now still dude if you like have a b16 in high school but but yeah i guess um but then it's like most people don't even know you know um and i remember that's when i started buying stuff from steve at hmo no way yeah fucking shout out to steve bro dude and i have a funny story with him i was just talking to him about it yeah i'm like hey do you remember me when i was 18 he's like that was fucking you (laughs) he's like dude don't talk to me (laughs) i'm like yeah was funny steve's the fucking man dude Dude, i love steve i talk to him all the time on instagram bro and we're just Mm -hmm. always bullshitting he's not gonna come on here though not not until a little uh, later. I was hoping you would. Yeah, I've been trying to get him, dude. You know Stevie's fucking quiet ass dude. Nobody probably even knows what he looks like. That's true. Mysterious dude. I was saying maybe we could even put like a bandana or like distort the voice <laughs> or something like that. Dude, like one of those uh, crime shows when the people don't yeah <laughs> like, yeah like in the shadow yeah <laughs> hell yeah dude and then do the voice. <laughs> so. uh how did you even so okay so back in this time is when fast and the furious is coming out yeah so how did all of that transition when you're in such a small town like how do you even become aware of anything with steve or any of that kind of stuff um at the time it was magazines and i don't know that there was internet well like popular yeah i actually never had internet because my mom wouldn't allow it but she didn't know that I ended up hacking it for a few years. <laughs> what? So you had so, the, the, the AOL disc with the free month or what? It was something like that. But <laughs> she would get home and because she wasn't home a lot. Um, you know, they're running the business. So yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much like raising myself a lot of the times. And she would come home. She's like, what? What's wrong with the phone? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, quickly disconnect. <laughs> Dude, it went on for years. No but, way. Why she would try to call and it just didn't go through or what? Yeah, because you remember it was dial-up. Yeah. So if you pick up the phone, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm playing this video game, Mom. Or yeah. I'd make something up. I'm sure she's she's not dumb, dude. Yeah. I'm sure she knew. <laughs> but she, I don't know. She didn't want me to get internet. So yeah. I mean, I need an internet. Yeah. How am I going to fucking go in the chat rooms? Oh, wow, dude. <laughs> yeah, so... I think there was some like online of like to browse stuff like you know steve's website which finally changed like last year i think it was the same and since then it changed (laughs) yeah i haven't even seen it dude yeah and it was mainly magazines um plus i had a brother who was into cars a lot um but i don't know it was mainly trucks um so after that crx that's when i got another truck and that was the s10 Mm -hmm. and that's where i went to phoenix with um or what i went to phoenix with. okay um that's when i actually started doing stuff um uh so my first mod to that was um a c notch do you know what that is yeah so you could get lower right yeah so like you slam that shit so low you got to cut the frame Mm -hmm. out and then you kind of build like a bridge so the axle comes over or sorry under under yeah yeah so dude i slammed that thing to the floor was it bagged no oh it shit. was just on the floor <laughs> <laughs> so so this was a black truck and so i go to tempe in this and there's no ac in this 
Oh, shit. So, every day, dude, I got home in, like, my boxers. Because it was so hot, you know? And, like, you're on the freeway, and you're just, like, dying. Oh, wow. And it's bumper to bumper. And, yeah. So, but when I came back, I sold that and got another yellow CRX. And I think you might have actually saw yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that was my first actual, like, build, how you want to say. So when you're at the school, and um, who are you living with over there? Are you in some kind of dorm? or? So that school had, uh, they had, a like, a program to where, like, your the money you paid included stay, mm-hmm. which was, like, a hotel, um that was like down the street within like I pretty much almost walking distance and let's as hot as fuck. Yeah. Which you don't want to walk. But um, so one of the floors to that hotel was dedicated to the school. And uh, but eventually after a few weeks, we all got kicked out because there was just too much partying going on. Like, I mean, there was a dude doing meth in his room, like, <laughs> a student. Yeah, like he oh, took shit. his car apart and he was painting inside the room and there was just so much shit going on, dude. Like like it was <laughs> so bad. So we ended up getting kicked out. <laughs> Wait, this dude he's taking apart his car in the parking smoking lot. meth yep. and painting it in his hotel room. Yeah. I remember <laughs> I remember we didn't see the guy for like two or three days. And we're like, dude, where you been? He's like, I fell asleep. I'm like <laughs> what? <laughs> And, like, at the time, I didn't really know anything about drugs like that. You yeah. Know? So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I think about it, I'm like, what the fuck? This dude was a crackhead. Wow. Yeah, it was all bad. And there were, because, dude, these, like, everybody would party, like, at least Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you better hope that they didn't go to your room because mm-hmm. they would always rotate. And like, oh, yeah, let's go to Raul's room. You're like, fuck, there goes all my food. Oh, so the, 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 your classmates. Yeah. Oh, okay. So everybody had that. Okay, we're going to hang out in Raul's room yeah, tonight. Okay. But like, you didn't want people to go to your room. Yeah. Because like any food you had or anything, gone. Yeah. And you know, you're like, you don't really have much money. So it's like, food is like everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they just eat all your snacks. <laughs> so yeah, when I came back, um, yeah, that, the CRX was my first build. So they kicked you guys out, and then where did you live after that? Oh, um, so I had a friend down there. Um, he was going to UTI, uh-huh. and he rented a house. Well, actually, I think they rented a house. He had a couple roommates. I don't even remember. But So I'm like, hey, dude, um, can I go stay with you? Because he was also from Yarrington. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it just kind of worked out. The problem was... It was only like 20 miles, but if you've ever been in that traffic, those 20 miles, oh, I'm sure it's like LA, uh-huh. it ends up like two hours wow. during rush hour. And dude, I come from a population of like 4,000, so that shit is crazy to me. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, is there a parade? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, black truck, no AC. Yeah. And that's why I would always get home in like my boxers all drenched in sweat. And it, it was horrible, dude. I didn't like that heat. It wasn't for me. So at the time when you're doing this, uh, auto, like, what was the school even called? Uh, Mobile Dynamics. Mobile Dynamics. There yeah. it is. Okay. I don't think 
they're still there. I don't know. So when you're doing this, um, were you still into it? Like when you're in class and learning about car audio and things like that? Was did it did it click that like yeah I'm on the right path. This is what I want to do. Um, the school was actually a lot different than I thought. It was more book than hands on. Oh okay. Which I was kind of bummed about because um, you know you don't really learn shit until you actually do it. Um, so it was more of like fundamentals of electricity and you did a couple hands-on things. Um, you got to build a few boxes and like they teach you how to sand and mm -hmm. basic stuff. Um, we did a couple tours like the MTX factory. And, oh really? That's dope. Yeah, we saw that, that thunder one you're uh -huh. talking about before it came out. I think it was an RSX too that they had it in. No shit. Yeah. And at the time we're like, dude, the RSX had just came out. That should probably bang bro. Yeah. Yeah, and so to see it, it was like, it was awesome. Um, you know, they make all the, they had all the amps there and everything, like making them, but it was cool. But like I said, it was not as hands-on as I wanted because um, I'm more of a hands-on yeah. learner. The book is cool because you learn the fundamentals and stuff, but I mean, I could have read that at home. And you ended up getting MECP certified from there? Yeah, so you get the MECP certification there and whatever their certificate is yeah so then when you had that and you moved to carson that was a that was a good ticket into uh unique or did they even uh, not did they even care dude, about that or? yeah i mean you know how it goes like the mom and pop shops they don't care about mecp they just want experience yeah um but i actually knew mitch from a few years before that I, like i was going in there to get you know stuff um we'd always go in there i remember my friend nancy and i we would go in there all the time and like Dude, I would hook her car up because she had, like, the nicer car. Yeah. And I think it was, like, a Pontiac. <laughs> Dude, back then, that's the shit. <laughs> and, yeah, so she didn't spend her money on stupid shit like we did. So yeah. she would get all the high-end stuff, you know? And But I got to install it. Yeah. I was like, all right, let's hook it up. Let's hook it up. Yeah, that was kind of the dope part about working at Best Buy, dude. Mm -hmm. You go inside and you just, like, hustle somebody to to get the system that you wanted yeah and then if they said yeah it was like hell yeah this is gonna be a great day yeah those were the best customers they're like i want loud and i got money i was like, yeah. all right yeah got you dog we're <laughs> yeah. gonna dynamite all this shit your roof everything yeah i don't care we're just adding shit on so then you move to uh carson you start working at unique and then they recruit you to work at best buy yeah and what'd you think of best buy when you first started working there um, at the time I didn't like when I first started working, it was just kind of like a job. You know what I mean? It was a lot to take in. Um, I got to work with a lot of really cool people. Um, so I was learning all day, but also at the time it was just, like I said, it was, it was more of a job. Yeah. Like, you're just trying to make ends meet by, cause I just pretty much came home and I had to move out. And so I got a, like a shitty one bedroom in Dayton, dude. That was like oh, the cheapest shit. I could find. So that was pretty much it. You know, I'm trying to just live. So you're not really thinking too much about like, I don't know, like the details and what you can do with it and creative. Yeah. You're not thinking about that part. Um, you're just kind of going to work, make a paycheck, hope you pay your bills. Yeah. Um, but once you start getting settled and stuff, it was it, it did change. It was, you know, like, okay, this is really cool. Um, and then 
at that time, there was a lot of people working in the Bay. I think we started out with like five or six. No shit. Yeah. There, wow. It, that was before, obviously, the economy dived. Uh-huh. So we had like five or six people working. Dude, we would have like an opener, a mid guy, and a closer. Remember when you and I worked there? Yeah. It was like two of us. Yeah. Like for the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so you got to learn from everybody. And a lot of those guys, um, they were older. And, dude, they've been around. Most of them had their own shops before. And, you know, I kind of started getting deeper into it. And, yeah, and then I was like, okay, well, I want to do my own shop, you know. And then the economy tanked. And that, you know, your dreams of that, you're just like, well, fuck. You know, a lot of things changed. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of, like, I don't know. I didn't really think about it as much when the economy tanked. Um, but at the same time, you're kind of thinking like, well, do I want to do this forever? Yeah. Cause you know, when shit like this happens, like you're kind of done. So then I started going to school, um, cause I had a scholarship and then I found out that Best Buy paid for school too. So they did the reimbursement, mm-hmm. the tuition reimbursement. Yeah. So I just started taking classes, um, at the college and dude i did that forever like just slowly here and there like i ended up getting two degrees no way yeah oh shit yeah and then i never finished my bachelor's um because that's when i started getting well that's way down the road but yeah so I ended- so i remember when i moved to nevada it was 2004 or something and uh then I had the Chevelle, and for probably like eight months, I was chilling, not even doing shit. Because I was like, dude, you guys fucking moved me out here, and now you want me to get a job? Fuck you. I'm going to be kicking it right now. So I was just at the skate park all the time. And uh, when I lived in California, I worked at a stereo shop over there, but it was like for a month, dude. It wasn't even anything crazy. And then um, I've, I just, I don't know why, like Best Buy just always seemed out of my out of my reach. It, it always seemed because I think that I try to work at Best Buy and Oxnard and it was kind of hard to get a job right there. So when we moved here, I always wanted to work at Best Buy. I was like, damn, that would be pretty sick to do that. Yeah. And I got on pretty quick. So that's when I, I got in, got hired and they take me to the bay. And I always tell the story, dude, that's when I met yeah. you and you had a bleached blonde tipped. <laughs> Hell <hair>. yeah. <laughs> and you had the CRX, dude. And, uh, I wasn't into Hondas I know. at all. <laughs> I remember, dude. I specifically remember ordering Hotsport mounts. Really? And you're like, why are you ordering those? Like, dude, your your engine mounts are fine. Those aren't going to do anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was crazy, man. But that was like the beginning of an era, bro, without yeah. us even knowing about it. Yep. We had such a good time working together. Those were really good times. And I always tell people, because like, a lot of people think, like, oh, you worked at Best Buy. That must have sucked. It's like, nah, dude, it was fun. Yeah. Like, we fucked around a lot. Yeah. Like, you remember it was um, Zevi? The best time. It was me, you, Zevi, yeah. and Gary. Yeah. That was the best time when all four of us were working together. 
Yeah, I think we probably messed around more than we worked. Hell yeah, dude. I was just telling Val because we just went to China Jade Horse right now for lunch. <laughs> and we used to always go there. And I remember this one specific time that because there was no camera in the install bay. So at, the, at that time, I don't think there was a I camera. Think there was. Was there? Yeah. Or, or we didn't give a fuck. Whatever. Probably but both. I remember that there was a big van and we parked the van inside so it would block. And we all just sat with our backs against the van. <laughs> yep. All just eating. And then we could just hear the door open or something, and one person just gets up like they were just behind, just getting a harness or something. Or you, you just like leave the door open, and then like, oh, I'm working on the door panel. <laughs> so bad, dude. But I think that that was uh, that was a really good uh, life experience for owning your own business too. It is um, because the way they run it um, is, you know, they tell you, well, I mean, I, I don't know if they told you at that time but i'm sure as you started working there longer um you know they would give you the number breakdown yeah like this is how much it costs to keep the lights running in your little space Mm -hmm. in this what is like a three bay yeah and so you got to meet this goal just to pay the lights and then anything after that is a profit so yeah that's where we learned a lot of uh business yeah Um, you start realizing it like okay well and then it's kind of like a challenge you know, it's like, okay, well, let's let's beat last year's. Or yeah. Whatever. And I know, like, you know, they would do their morning meetings. And that shit was funny, dude. Dude, I actually, I try to skip those. So <laughs> I would, because I thought they were corny as hell. It's like, you guys are over here talking about making money, and I'm already making money back there. Like, I would schedule the customers during the meeting. Yeah. So I'd be like, nah, dude, I, I already got a car. I'm working. <laughs> like, oh, you got to come back here. I'm like, dude, I, I'm, I'm already working. I'm like, <laughs> Like, I can't go. Do you remember any of the cheers, dude? Yeah. (laughs) Say one, dog. Uh, Which one? Was it the 850? 850, ready to go. Dude. That was the outro, bro, when everybody, all right, you guys ready? Let's do it. One, two, three, 850. And it was always the the same people, like, getting all crazy. Nuts, dude. Yeah. And we were, like, in the back, like. All right. <laughs> we were just clowning them with our eyes. And then we would just get back there and be like, this is a fucking weirdo, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was such a good time, man. Were you there the time um, where I broke my foot when we were playing football? Possibly. I think it was Zevi. And I don't remember if you were there. I don't. I, remember, I was there at that time. I remember there? that. Yeah, because even Kevin went. Was it Kevin? Kevin Winters? Uh-huh. He was playing with us back there, dude. We were playing football, and I don't even know how, but my my foot rolled. Oh, Keaton was back there too. Oh, okay. And um, oh shit! Shout out to Keaton. Yeah. I still I still have him on Twitter, dude. We talk every once in a while. I haven't seen that guy in forever. And then all of a sudden, I was like, dude, my foot's fat, dude. Like this shit hurts. So you just rolled it real bad, or you broke yeah, it? Yeah, you know it broke. No shit. Yeah. And then I was like, I think I gotta go to the hospital, man. Like I'm sitting there, like I. You know, we had that little mini fridge. Mm-hmm. I grabbed like a cold soda and like I put it on there. I'm like, this shit hurts. And they're like, I'll stop being a pussy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I started getting fat. So I went to the hospital and they're like, yeah, this shit's broken. And then I had to install on crutches, dude. That's the worst. Like, so you're trying, you know, you get in a car and you're like, fuck, I forgot that tool. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> so go like, get you gotta up. crutch back out and hop along. That's so crazy that they just 
even playing with a manager like what the fuck dude how does that even happen but that happened so many times i was gonna Mm -hmm. say that dude i remember we would just play football we just play catch back yeah and we'd have like pizza parties and shit like like yeah let's go get like 20 fucking pizzas from costco yeah remember that yeah everybody would go back there it was like the hangout spot yeah and that's weird because at best buy and oxnard too same shit bro same fucking thing i think that i don't know maybe they got smart or something because i go there now and that shit looks boring as fuck dude well it did get boring like uh towards the end they got super strict remember that Mm -hmm. they started getting strict and i think that's when like their numbers were going down that could have been when i was gone already it's probably about the time you left i think their numbers were going down you know the economy tanked yeah they're trying to like they're trying to make you as an installer go out and sell yeah and that's when i wasn't cool with it i'm like nah like i would do it sometimes because i was bored Mm -hmm. but i wouldn't go and sell car audio i would go sell cameras oh really yeah because i I was kind of into getting into photos and so i would just go over there because and it kind of like just it was a change you know like because dude you sell the same stereo all day yeah you know most people would come in for the hundred dollar stereo and it got boring yeah so i started going to you know the camera section and selling all that shit and i learned a lot actually about it um while i was there that's you know and then you while you're out there and they're like hey we need a translator you're like fuck (laughs) (laughs) hey is raul here (laughs) oh they're just paging there's raul yeah so i got to do that too dude that's crazy man that that was like such a good time bro it was that was um like the hustling part of it too i remember that because they said they would make us go to the go to the floor because we didn't have any installs so my goal would be i'm gonna sell something as soon as possible so i could go back to the bay oh yeah dude so that would like put my hustle on fucking ultra Mm -hmm. mode because that was my that was like i felt that was my punishment you know fuck, i don't want to fucking be out here dude i want to be in the install bay so as yeah. soon as somebody would come dude i would like finesse them into buying something yep. like yeah I'll, I'll uh discount it if you get installed right now dude i would give discounts i would say dude i'll do it right now bro and uh yeah we used to, we used to do a lot of stuff there bro dude, so <laughs> do you remember when you almost got in a fight with uh terrence terrence yeah dude. dude go ahead tell it though. I, I was thinking about that this morning i was dude i was fucking laughing by myself like just <laughs> just thinking about it so we're out in the bay and uh i'm in a car i don't know what what car it is i'm just sitting there and i so in, in front it was you and terrence and all of a sudden i like i just see you like just like I don't even know what you guys were arguing about. And you you remember Terrence. I remember he was trying to tell me that I had to do an install. And they would say that you have a certain amount of time to do an install. But that wasn't realistic. Oh, right. It would be like a CD changer or something. Say, oh, it says right here a half hour. I'm like, dude, it's not going to take a half hour. Yeah. And that's where the, the argument started at. Yeah. I don't even know what you guys were fighting about. But I'm sitting there. Just, dude, I'm laughing already. Because I'm, I'm in the car. And you're like, nah, fool. And <laughs> You start pushing him, and, he, and I was, and then I started laughing. I remember I'm like, Frank, he's gonna beat your ass, because <laughs> <laughs> he's a big ass dude. But he was a little big dude. Yeah, a little. We big were probably dude. the same height, but he was stocky. Yeah. And I remember, dude, I'm laughing inside the car. I'm like, Frank, he's gonna beat your ass. Leave him alone. 
Oh. I don't even remember. I remember, and then the then he said that I'm gonna go talk to the the GM or some shit like that. I'm like, let's go fucking go talk to him then. Yeah. And we're going out the door, and he opens the door and goes out and pushes me, and then slams the door closed. Oh shit! And I, I don't remember. Yeah, that. I remember that part. So after that, I was fucking pissed. And once we got in there with with the GM, his whole tone changed, dude. I yeah. was like, you fucking pussy, bro. <laughs> I thought we were gonna fight. <laughs> But yeah, then I I ended up seeing him at an airport, dude. Like after Downstar was started and stuff, and I was like, "Hey, Terrence, what's up, bro?" I saw him at a wedding once. Really? Yeah. I, it was weird. He was like sitting behind me, and he said something about like, like, "Oh, why didn't you accept my friend request on Facebook or something like that?" I was like, "You friend requested me? Like, <laughs> no way." But. Yeah, that was the last time. That was like the only time I saw him. He was a terrible manager, but he was a cool person. Yeah, he was a good person. Um, he just didn't. Yeah, the manager skills. I think that's what happened, dude. And it still happens to this day with people I know. Is like you can't be friends with your managers because the the well the managers that try to play both sides those are the worst ones, dude. Yeah. Because they'll be friends with you, but then when they have to put down the law like they're like way harder than you and like what the fuck dude we just went to lunch like why are you being a fucking dick right now bro like just talking to you real crazy and that was one thing that i do remember about him at those times that he would just say like some some like rude ass crazy shit or what i'm like dude what the fuck bro we were just hanging out what's your problem we just had pizza yeah lame ass dude but uh yeah dude i i always remember that story and i just (laughs) fucking laugh it was so fun when gary worked there too dude dude gary so you know remember how chill gary was gary super chill gary so i think it was this was after you left um this was when we started pulling well i started pulling airbags out of cars Mm -hmm. you know to fucking just make them track cars or whatever yeah um so that's when I would just pop the airbags, you know, like yeah. you, you, you connect the wire, like speaker wire or whatever, and extend it super far. You don't want to be near it. And I remember one time we were in the bay and I had one, yeah. this, a passenger airbag. Those are crazy. Really? Why yeah. is the difference? There is a lot bigger. Oh, okay. And, um, I put it on the vice and do you remember how the vice was near the wall Yeah. on the opposite side of like the bay door. Uh-huh. So I clamp it on the vice dude like i clamped it thinking it would stay and i extend the wires out like behind the counter yeah and gary comes by i'm like hey gary touch these wires to this battery real quick he's like nah dude nah so he finally does it he just fucking you made him do (laughs) the dick so he he puts the the wires on the battery dude i didn't know it was gonna echo so bad so this shit echoed like bad and it came off the vice and it went all the way and hit the bay door no shit and there was smoke everywhere like you know like when it puts off whatever that powder yeah dude it was covered in that powder smoke and gary leaves gary just leaves what do you mean he just leaves oh he's like gary's not built for that life no 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 (laughs) and he's like i gotta go and he just i remember he leaves and i can't stop laughing <laughs> and then oh, who was the manager at the time it was uh dan uh-huh remember dan yeah yeah, dan, yeah dan was hella dan cool. free yeah. i still have him on facebook shout out yeah, to dad he was hella cool and i remember he comes in like freaked out he's like dude you guys okay what's going on i'm like oh dude i don't know this airbag just popped <laughs> 
And then that was the, the one with the wires all yeah. hanging out over here. And he must have been busy because he just left. Uh-huh. That was it. Dude, I was expecting to get in trouble. Like that was it. There's so many times we should have gotten in yeah. trouble, but we didn't. And uh <laughs> we have to talk about this. Dude, this is past the statute of limitation, dog. I didn't get in trouble for it, but I think you guys did. But one of Raul, if you guys don't know, he's he's just like me, just a born hustler. We just know how to hustle and it's just like a second nature kind of thing. And we just started selling stock stereos all the fucking time. I don't even know how it came about. Yeah, I don't even remember how it started. But we would just install a stereo in someone's car. And we already had the act down where we, was, we would just like, oh, you guys don't want the stereo. You want me to throw it away? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's okay. And we're like, oh, okay. And we would just throw it away. And then when they would leave, we would take it out of the trash, take it home, and put that shit on eBay. And we were making like a hundred bucks off of the stereos, like yeah. nothing. I remember we knew which stereos were going to sell the most. <laughs> and you're like, now you're thinking like, oh, we got that Subaru coming? Dude, dibs. Dibs. Yes, dibs. dude. And yeah. But then the, the customer would be like, oh, I want to take it. Oh, okay. Never mind. Well, yeah. But there were some of them, like even the uh, the Chevys, dude, the Chevy trucks. Like yeah. those ones, they would just be flipping super quick. And that's funny that you say that because that was a conscious thought of mine when I would be selling a stereo. I'm like, oh, what do you have? They're like, oh, I have a Chevy, but it says that there's a code. I don't even know the code. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, because we knew the code. <laughs> it was like the, the master admin code or whatever, where you type it in and unlock it. I never got into the Chevy ones. I normally got into, I, I remember the what sold the most was the double din Toyota ones. Yeah and the subarus yeah those were like the ones well because there's a lot of subarus around here because they were yeah. all-wheel drive for the yeah. snow and, and things tacomas, like that dude, yeah everywhere yeah, yeah. tacomas and subarus but i never sold them local it was ebay yeah all the time yeah so i don't know it was it was a hit i think that was kind of my first introduction into real business because you were just putting listing it online and then having to facilitate like the yeah. whole thing you know getting the money shipping it out boxing it, and things like that and dude we were making dough bro yeah some of those would sell for like 200 bucks yeah it's like damn i just sold then i didn't even make that today <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and we would uh we would do it all the time and when i think even when i moved to oxnard i would still do it too yeah. but um you guys ended up getting busted for it no so the thing is it wasn't illegal uh-huh. so we actually most of the times would say, hey, do you want your stereo back? Most times they'd be like, fuck no, like throw it away. Like it saves me my trash can space. Yeah. So you're actually getting something given to you, but according to Best Buy policy, you can't take, any tips. You can't take it. Yeah. So it's not illegal, but it was very gray. Yeah. And so I remember one time they called me in and I don't know if Gary was there. I think Gary had a part to do with it too. Yeah. Gary, I think came with me, but you know, Gary, he just chilling like <laughs> but you know me i'm like um uh, well they're, they're like i remember they brought me into the room and they called me a thief and that's what i lost no me. way yeah he's like he said something about like yeah you guys been well not like a thief directly but yeah he said like you guys been stealing blah 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 and I, that's when i lost i'm like dude don't ever fucking call me a thief i'm like these people fucking gave it to us i'm like what am i stealing 
you know what i mean yeah i'm like okay so i broke the policy or whatever but i didn't fucking steal shit because that was a big thing at best buy was theft yeah yeah but that was like from outside yeah yeah but so that and then so i was like dude i got mad really and so i was like yeah i was like don't ever fucking call me a thief number one like number two i didn't steal shit i'm like so i don't what do you want to do they didn't do anything because they knew that by law we didn't really break a law mm-hmm. like someone didn't want their stereo and they were going to throw it away so and I'll if they it. were going to fire you and gary the insult bay would have been asked out yeah yeah that too but it was just that policy where it says to give it back to the customer or whatever i don't actually i don't even know if that was in writing i think yeah i think it was like you said a gray area yeah um, i remember sometimes that i would just put the stereo to the side and play like i forgot and just leave yeah, it for I like probably a week. did do that before yeah i always left a stereo like even if the customer said you can have it i would leave it there for like a week or two mm-hmm. just in case they're like for some reason didn't want it yeah or i mean wanted it back Sorry. but it wasn't like you were waiting for it because you already had stereos coming up on stereo auctions going yeah and like we you had, had an inventory yeah. already i never had that many but i was they're pretty much they would sell fast because after a while you realize which ones didn't even sell yeah you know you're like i don't want that piece of shit like no keep your stereo yeah um yeah you learned that right away because there was a a bunch of times you posted stuff and it wouldn't even sell now what about when we uh i'm pretty sure you did it too waited in line for the ps3 yeah dude remember we're on the front page no i don't remember that yeah we were on the front page all of us yeah really i we're like look like nerds waiting for a ps3 dorks it was not even worth it to do because if for you, me it was really yeah oh I, that's right i made bank because what happened is i had to work that same day and you were off that day that they released it so you were able to get home list it and sell yeah. it i had to wait till i got off and by that time like even later on in the day it just like the spike went up yeah and then it just started going down yeah i went straight home and i remember it was within minutes mm-hmm. somebody paid like 1800 dollars. i remember it was like 1800 bucks god damn and i think that was my reserve or something and i just ended it yeah and then i went straight to ups and dropped it off and then the next day remember how they had more uh-huh. um he did a paypal claim and they're like because he wanted his money back because now they had more out in oh stock. got you and i remember the lady at paypal i was dealing with she's like that's his fault yeah it's like there's no claim here I'm like cool wow yeah so i made out do you remember that time camping out like yeah i remember dude remember you couldn't leave Uh uh-huh i remember something was wrong with my stomach at the time (laughs) i did not want to use a porta potty and i lived across the street yeah dude i i acted like i was skating i think it was your skateboard Uh it was somebody's skateboard it wasn't mine yeah i acted like i was skating in the parking lot and i got in my truck and i went home to use the bathroom (laughs) and then i came back i just parked and I was like acting like I was skating, skating back, back yeah. again. Because <laughs> those people are crazy. If you leave that line, dude, they'll freaking hang you. Yeah, because we were there for a significant amount of we time. We were there for dude. two nights. Yeah. Yeah. And that shit was cold, too. I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I remember Zevi brought the fire pit. Mm-hmm. And then we were, I think we were drinking out there. Some people were drinking because yeah. I remember at nighttime, it was probably like four in the morning and they're mm-hmm. still drinking and talking. And 
having stupid ass convert like drunk conversation i'm just like dog shut up bro try to sleep yeah and you finally wake up and they're like oh you can get your ps3 and you're like so tired yeah dude i felt like shit bro i got it i had to go straight home shower get changed and come back to work because they gave it out i don't know what time they gave it out but there wasn't enough time for me to get home list it and sell it so i'm pretty sure i sold mine for like 1200 or something I thought you ended up keeping it, and I no, I sold it. I did end up selling it. I thought you went home and, for some reason, I thought you went home and played it. Hell and no, never, never sold it. Hell no, dude. That's what I always thought. So nah, like, bro. I, it's like, oh, he liked it. I remember you came up way more than I did because yeah. I had to go back to work at that time. But um, yeah, dude, that working at Best Buy that was like our intro into the business yeah. world, man. Even when I remember that you were you were the senior position, you pretty much ran the install bay, yeah. scheduling and all that, going to meetings and stuff. And then when I worked at Best Buy in Oxnard, I did the same thing. And that's like that was the best training that you could have gotten, like hands on training to be a business owner, because you were a legit business owner of the install bay. Yeah. There was no one that told us shit. Mm-hmm. They would pretty much come in, let us in, and then we would just lock up and that would be it. As long as the money was taken care of, as long as there wasn't any issues. And we would handle any issues that would happen too. So we would, the biggest things that we didn't want is to have to have the managers fix uh, an issue that we caused. Yeah. Because that puts more on their plate. So they were kind of stoked with us to to just handle things and just let us do our own thing. Yeah, dude, pretty much. I remember as long as the numbers were up, nobody bothered you. Yeah. Like that was the thing. It's like, keep the numbers up and then you're back here by yourself chilling fucking chilling and doing stupid ass shit bro having mm-hmm. a good time oh yeah it was a great time like that's what i tell everybody i'm like dude that was a fun job it was fun to go to work every yeah. single day dude i think towards the end i was getting kind of burnt out um because i think towards the end it was uh it was just me and james mm-hmm. and I was most of the times doing nothing but remote starts and alarms. And, you know, you're under the dash yeah. for hours. And that's when I was like, oh, maybe I should look for something else. I'm like, I, I don't really want to do this when I'm older. Like, that shit gets to your back. You yeah. Know? Like, sometimes you're doing a remote start for like four or five hours. And then that's when I started realizing, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this for much longer. Like, that's going to suck. Like, yeah. being old and under a dash. So at this time, what uh, what's going on with your your the Honda part of of you? Um, which time the beginning part or like when we're all working together? I remember going you showing me NWP going on there and just like your uh, your passion for the Hondas really started to blossom from there. Yeah. So yeah, I remember we were always on NWP. Like that computer, like dude, it would just sat on NWP. And we just minimize it. Yeah, right. it was NWP and Honda Tech. Um, Honda Tech, not so much. Yeah, I um, never really went on Honda Tech. Yeah, and it was it was more of like, I don't know, you just dealt with a bunch of people talking shit. So yeah, it was mainly NWP. But so pretty much after the CRX build, um, I don't even. Oh, I ended up selling that, and I don't remember what I got after that. So that was the CRX. Uh, maybe people have seen it. The pictures have been around. The CRX with the like the thirteen inch Panasports or yeah, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. I forgot about. Yeah, so thirteen. It's like thirteen by eight 
Panda Sports, dude, people hated it. Yeah. I loved it. I loved those wheels with the balloon tires. Yeah. It was, it was like 65 series or something. And I don't remember what cars I had in between, but I remember I had the Red EK at one point um, after some cars. I don't, mm -hmm. like I said, I don't even remember which cars. Um, and that was my first K20 swap. I was like, okay, I'm going to K20 swap it. And that was... Um, in the EK? Yeah, the red one. Really? Did you see that one? I'm pretty sure I did because I remember the car yeah, after you, it. You, yeah, you rode in it. Uh-huh. Because you were still kind of, you were like kind of dabbling in it. That's yeah. when you started dabbling in it. But you're like, nah, dude, that's just still slow. <laughs> yeah. Because I had the Chevelle at yeah. the time. And then I remember you rode in that and you're just like, oh, yeah. that's just pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I bought that car with a Type R engine, the B18. And I remember Dan from our crew, mm -hmm. you know, he was the one that pretty much started doing a lot of K-swaps, like a lot. You know, he started doing the K-swap header. Um, he started, he, that's pretty much what he was doing at the time. And I drove down there and I'm like, hey, can you knock this out in like two days? He's like, well, I don't know. You know, it's like, we could try it. Yeah. And back then there wasn't, a, like now, you know, you could buy a full kit. Everything's bolt on. Back then you had to like make shit yeah. and make shit happen. There was the hotspot mounts, but most of the other stuff you kind of had to piece together. So you're talking about like the shift linkage, the wiring. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the wiring. I remember he had just came out with a PMP harness. Mm -hmm. um, he had the header. The axles were still kind of like, oh, okay, you could use this one. You could kind of use this one. Um, yeah, and just shit like that, you know, like the fuel system. Shit where now you can just, you know, go on any website and just buy a full kit. You could even buy a full complete K-Swap changeover now. Yeah. But back then it was, it was way different. And this is like 06, right? No, I think this was... Uh, yeah maybe 06 dude my memory's horrible yeah it probably is because i if i started working there in 05 october 05 uh at that time you had the crx and then even before that or after that it, you had that um the black eg the right hand drive eg oh yeah i the forgot spoon about one. that one yeah um yeah i forgot about and that. then you had that well it was an eg2 that four screen one no that was the ek3 that came after okay yeah so, but the, so I drive over to Dan's and, you know, you only have two days off. Mm -hmm. And I remembered I had it scheduled and it was snowing. I'm like, fuck. So, you know, I should try and get out of here. The pass is closed. Mm -hmm. So I started going to 50 and cause 50, they don't normally close the road. Like nobody cares. Mm -hmm. And well, back then. And, um, uh, I, I couldn't, I, I remember I just couldn't keep going like because it was snowing that bad like and you're towing a car or you're just no, driving i'm driving my you're, <laughs> you're driving your car that you're gonna case yeah <laughs> oh and, shit but i was so determined dude like i've saved up you know and so i'm like okay can't go this route turn around go back and then i'm going through 80 through that pass that pass isn't as bad but they're really careful and they close it like for anything mm -hmm. but i got lucky it was open so i Dude, I just mobbed through it. I didn't care. And um, I went there. He did my case swap, and that's how I met Dan. I think um, meeting Dan was a huge breakthrough in kind of what I do now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I started talking to him more and more, and 
you know, because he did the case swap. And then I don't even remember how we really got talking. But at the time, they had a huge shop, our crew. Like, it was huge. Yeah. And, you know, he imported them, too. So he would have some random used parts. And every now and then I would go over there and just buy stuff and whatever. And then we started building a relationship. You know, like, you start off, you're like, hey, what if I buy, like, five oil caps? Yeah. Can you give me a little bit of a discount? Yeah. You know, and that's kind of how it started. And then, so it started off that way. But then I, I traded that car um, for a right-hand drive EK2. That was the green one. Okay, got you, got you. So that was the green one. And so this is where everything went downhill. Like, so I got that car. Um, I went down and traded it in SoCal. Um, Who'd you get it from? Kenny. Kenny? Uh, Kenny, yeah. I don't he's cool dude. Uh-huh. Um he has two kids now. I don't think he's really much into the Honda thing anymore. Got you. Um like I still follow him and but yeah. So the car was great, dude. It had remember I don't know if you remember, it had Mugen everything. Mm-hmm. Like everything. And I took all the Mugen stuff off and put all spoon stuff. So the problem was I didn't know anything about registration. Now, I don't know how how deep I want to get into this. Uh, <laughs> Let's fucking do it, dude. It's been so fucking long. Um, so I go to the DMV, and I'm like, hey, I have this car. How do I register it? So this lady tells me, you do this, this, and this, and fill out these forms. Okay, simple enough. And uh, so I did it. And then that's when people started contacting me. They're like, how did you register that car? I'm like, I don't know. I just fucking went to the DMV and yeah. did these forms. Yeah. Like, went to his inspections. Like, I don't know. It's pretty easy. Just paid the taxes. Yeah. And they're like, what? So that's when people started contacting me. Like, so you, you had a right hand drive before. Yeah. But that but was registered already. That was already registered. Got you. Okay. Um, that was. Okay, everybody. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be back in one minute. Yo, what's up, fool? Make sure you check out Downstar for all of your dress-up needs. Get it poppin' over here. We have all the kits for the K-Series, the B-Series, the transmission, the mounts, the engine, the Toro, baby. We have the hardware for the seats, for the stereo. We got it for the speakers. We got it for the lug nuts. We got it for the air valves. We got it for everything, dog. So you make sure you hit us up at downstarring.com or you call us up, fool. You can even text us, lame, 818-937-3472. Just shoot us a text and tell us what's up, dog. I need some fucking balls in this bitch hit us up downstarring.com hey and if you got an instagram slide in our fucking dm at downstar wait hit up the homie frank underscore downstar he's the one that takes care of all the dms hit that level up and shoot him a message and he'll get you all taken care of real nicely actually brought over i don't even know how at the time that car got signed off mm-hmm. um i think the owner of it his dad worked at dot and knew a lot of people oh, okay that was different mm-hmm. that was like legitimately done but not really because that was the first right hand i ever seen yeah before. that was, was the that... eg6 yeah yeah so i registered this ek 
And this was when you could bring over cars like nothing, dude. Like, because I saw them at Dan Shop all the time. I don't know if you remember N1 Concepts. Mm-hmm. They were everywhere. And so now they're hitting me up. They're like, hey, you want to register some cars? I'm like, uh, I guess. Yeah. You know, like, it was easy for me because I didn't know any better. I was like, yeah, dude, I'll fucking register them. They're like, all right, we'll pay you. It's like, okay. Yeah. And so I would drive down to, dude, all right, this is going to start getting sketchy. <laughs> I would drive down to the Bay Area. I would pick up a car. Um, a lot of times I would just use dealer plates and drive it like back. Um, dude, I roll up to the DMV on dealer plates and this car doesn't even exist. And <laughs> so now I'm like, <laughs> so now they're like, like, what do you mean you want to register? I'm like, yeah, I just want to register. The lady told me I got to do this, this, and this form. Then sometimes they'd be like, okay. Sometimes they'd be like, yeah, I don't know. That's not going to work. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, well, you did it before, you know? Yeah. And I don't know, dude. So I started doing that a lot. Um, that eventually came back. How many did you do? I don't even want to tell you that number. <laughs> okay. Or even <laughs> okay. go to that deep. <laughs> but bottom line, like, that's how I met a lot of people. Like, it was cool because that's how I got in mm-hmm. with a lot of people. Um, but it went south when, um, you know, it. I, I knew it was very gray. I started realizing it was gray. At first, I didn't know. But then I was like, okay, maybe this is, maybe this lady was just, didn't know what she was talking yeah. about. But at the same time, it's not like I'm fucking printing out titles. Yeah. You know? Um you're so, just you're just plain dumb exactly um and it was so the problem was a lot of other people started doing it like a lot of people dude people started going to the dmv and dropping my name they're like well somebody told me this they're like they're like yeah dude they dropped your name they're like well Raul does it all the time fuck so that's when shit started going south like now a lot of people are getting shells, you yeah. know, and going to the DMV and trying to do what I just kind of accidentally came across. Yeah. And so one day um, DMV cops show up in my house. Now, this was like around the time you got your EG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember I had, um, dude, that day, I specifically remember I had two black right-hand drive EGs, one SIRS, in the driveway and one black ek4 on the street three right hand drives yeah oh shit the dude shows up but i wasn't there so he calls me and he's sitting outside my house i guess Uh and this whole time he's talking about like yeah so what you're doing is not really legal and blah 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 and i'm just thinking like fuck dude this guy's sitting in front of my house there's three right hand drives right there (laughs) and so long story short he was actually a really cool dude he was very understanding um he probably could have dude he could have boned me bad yeah but i told him straight up i'm like look this is what i did um this is what the lady was telling me to do i mean i didn't print titles out of my house or anything he goes yeah you're you're right you know like you're you didn't really do anything yeah illegal but you are doing illegal things (laughs) 
and so so then i was like okay i need to get out of this you know i'm like yeah you know i'm i'm getting out of that that thing anyway you know like that's nothing i'm doing anymore and so he's like okay i'm gonna send you a letter it's uh what is it called like a cease and cease and desist yeah okay he's like it's gonna be notarized whatever blah 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 it's like you sign it you never do this again and we're done if i hear back from about you he's like you're done and dude i signed it never again never wow yeah and that's when like shit went south dude like that's when like a lot of import shops started getting raided and stuff because a lot of people were doing vin swaps too uh-huh you know they would get the shells that's super shady like, yeah i wouldn't ever go that far like that's fucked up i've recommended people do that because they asked me how you read this it's fucking vin swapper dog don't yeah. vin swapper don't even deal with that shit dude it's a fucking i do addict. not recommend vin swap <laughs> like i mean i might have been dumb and d- did some dumb shit but i knew vin swap is like prison time <laughs> and i'm too small for prison <laughs> So, for the record, I've never done a VIN swap. I just got lucky with my car. But this comes full circle because, okay, so Raul was known as the guy who can do the right-hand drives. So I knew this firsthand because I would see everything go down. He'd be like, oh, check out this new car I got. Every fucking day, this dude would come with a different car. I'm like, oh, shit, that one's cool. That one's cool. And that was kind of what got me into Hondas because I'm like, oh, damn, this is fucking tight. Especially the right-hand drive part of mm-hmm. it, you know? That was just, it, it was a really cool novelty kind of thing. I wasn't really into the JDM thing or really didn't know much about it at that time. So by the time I moved to from Nevada to Oxnard, I had already started meeting people on NWP, having relationships, commenting and things like that. Um, I had that fucking the the ETA or the EAT or oh, whatever yeah. the, the eighty six the Frank the Tank yeah. yeah I had Frank the Tank so I'm, I mean it wasn't a Honda that I modded or anything but by the time I was able to get the right hand drive from G Speed um, that was my plan and I was like all right cool I'm gonna come up so I don't think that happened yet to you I think it was it was in kind of like something was going on because I I don't think you would have told me yeah come do it. I think it was it was still something that I was just like uh it's like a 50/50 shot. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't as foolproof as your last ones were. Right. So I finished the car, shaved it, everything got it running, and I remember me and Rudy drove it from Oxnard back up here and uh, we like slept in the car and everything got here and I had the whole blueprint of how to do it. You got to get the braking light, you got to do this, do that. I got all that shit and then I went to the DMV and it's like, "No, we can't do this." I'm like, what do you mean you can't do it? I have all this stuff. He's like, no, that's it. They're cracking down on this. So I was just like, fuck, dude. I remember when I was leaving, I even put it on my NWP page that the car was for sale. I remember that. Before I even left here, I was like, dude, what the fuck am I going to do with this car now? I can't even sell it. I can't, or I can't register it or anything. Yeah. I'm going to sell it. And I almost traded it for like an EP3, bro fucking real right hand drive sirs shaved engine bay freshly painted and everything close some dude in reno i'm not sure who the guy was but he was like a honda dude yeah but i almost traded it for for that but when i got back to oxnard i just said you know what fuck it i'm just gonna try the same shit just play stupid so i read everything i don't want to say how the car's registered but i read everything about that way to register it 
so I knew what you could do, what you couldn't do, how how this car didn't fit in that mold, but how I could kind of make it seem like it did. Right. So when I went to the DMV, I basically just bullshitted my whole way into it. And there was one person that said like, no, you can't do this. But I was already way down the line of all the steps. And I was just like, what do you mean? How are you going to tell me I can't, dude? Like this lady right here. And I'm just like right next to her. I was like, she's the one that told me to do this, do that, do that, do that. I have all this stuff. And the guy went to the back and came back. He's like, okay, just this one time. I said, that's all I need, bro. Just this one time, dude. And I ended up getting the car uh, registered, luckily. But I was just talking to George about this the other day. Since I found that picture, I'm trying to hunt down the uh, old owners oh, yeah, yeah. of the car. George was bringing up the the uh, that silver EK. Yeah. So who ended up with that? I don't even remember. I just remember the silver EK somehow getting to my house in Oxnard. I had the car at my house in Oxnard. I don't know about that one. Um, I think it was Gary or somebody. No, was Gary from- had the black SIRS that I sold to him. Hmm. Because oh. I, I remember at the at one point I had four EGs, two in my driveway and two in my garage, and I sold Gary the SIRS one. Um, at the time, you didn't really think about it like being so rare because mm-hmm. we had so many cars. <laughs> like it was just like it was easy to get. Yeah. And now, like you look at it, you're like, "Fuck! I should have kept those and just stored them." Hell yeah, dude. And yeah, it's just crazy. What happened to that car? The one that Gary had. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I think he sold it and got the S two thousand, but I don't know where it went. Got you, got you. Yeah, I was just um, a few pods ago. I did a pod with that um, Mickey from Throttle, and he actually—I don't know if you've seen it—he actually has a white SIRS. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was a good pod. Um, I actually like that. Thank one. you, thank yeah. you, man. I, I was stoked to get him to to come in, but I didn't know how deep that like his his the honda part of things went i didn't know that at all and that was pretty dope to yeah. hear that man and for he knew a lot more about the sirs than i even did yeah you know to me even before we did that pod it was just like okay yeah this is just like a higher model but i really didn't know about how rare it really was right if i would have known back in the day i probably wouldn't have did all the shit that i did to dude, it that's what i'm saying like back then it's like dude it was so easy to get like any car and now it's like dude it's, it's damn near impossible you yeah know? And, the, and the price is crazy so but i don't know i guess you live and learn yeah dude those were good times man but it, it was really like super strange how i got into the honda community it always seemed like i had the upper hand mm-hmm. you know because when i started working at best buy and i started working with you it's not like you're just some like regular dude that just mods hondas like you were pretty deep into the honda community yeah at that time and then when i finished my car and then i moved to or when i moved to oxnard finished the car and then started in like the socal scene of things it was still 2009 when i first registered the car got it running and i was already meeting like the ogs that we were seeing on nwp yeah so that kind of helped give us a boost to like the start of downstar but when did the start of Checkered Sports come around? Um, so with that, I don't even exactly remember. So on NWP, I didn't actually ever meet people, um, you know, back then. Mm-hmm. But I, I used to talk to, I, I think it was Rodras, and I think his name was 
Eric mm-hmm. e- Edick, I yeah. remember was his screen name. And there were mods on there. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I don't even remember why, they made me a mod. Yeah, I remember that yeah. too. Yeah, you were a mod. Yeah, I don't even <laughs> exactly remember <laughs> how, but okay. Yeah. And so, dude, these guys would go, I remember they, they would be like in the fucking chat rooms like all night. They just talk about random stupid shit. Yeah. They're funny, dude. But I never actually like met them for a while. And so, yeah, so my name started getting around and I started, um, you know, I would always have shit for sale. Like, yeah. Whatever it was, it, that NWP, dude, refresh that, bump it, whatever. All day. All day. And so then I started making those S2000 push buttons. That gotcha. was my first thing I ever did. So I didn't know um, much about where to buy a plug or anything. I knew electronics so i would go to honda and i'd buy the the button i'd take it apart and i'd solder off the circuit board and just drill a hole in the back mm-hmm. run the wires um that's how i started and you know and then i had a relay wired up and i would sell it as a universal kit mm-hmm. like and i still do but now it's more legit it's got an actual plug <laughs> <laughs> i don't have to do all that work yeah um and so I made it universal. It's it's different than everybody else that sells them now because they're like Honda specific. Mm-hmm. Mine, you can wire it to pretty much almost any car. Um, and th- that's how it started because now I still get people that buy them for like their hot rods and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it's weird. Sometimes oh, I get yeah. hot rod customers and also for the floor plates. Uh-huh. Like they'll send me a picture. I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know, because it's different. Yeah. And he, I don't even like think about it or really advertise to that crowd but to see it that it's getting there I'm like, yeah that's awesome yeah hell yeah so it started off with that and since i had a name um well actually where my name started really getting out too was um the white eg that's right yes. yeah when i built that um that was a really crazy build um at that time for me because i spent pretty much all my money and time i remember that shit was expensive yeah so every molding every bolt um oem honda and I that's that. that's actually how i got my relationship um with some people like like honda you know i'm like you know i just go up to them and be like hey i'm gonna rebuild this whole car i need every single part can you hook it up yeah like at I was like, I'm not asking you for a discount, but I can go online and get it cheaper. So do you want me to just buy it from you instead? Yeah. So they're like, yeah, you know, whatever. We'll price match it. So I started making relationships with people like that. Um, dude, I'm still cool with like a lot of those Honda people. Yeah. And um, so that ended up going to Honda tuning. Um, if you guys don't, if you guys haven't ever seen it, it had bathing ape interior. That shit was so yeah. sick, dude. <laughs> K-Series EG, bathing ape uh, door inserts, yeah. fully gutted. Yeah, they're all gutted. Brand new everything, yeah. dude. Everything moldings, on it. And back then, it was so easy to get moldings. Yeah. It's like, now I'm like, oh, I'm having a hard time. Um, so that kind of took off more of my name, but I still never had a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought of it like, like, oh, I want to make a business it was more of like i just wanted to build cars but the car um that car since i spent so much time money pretty much everything 
I kind of lost everything else. So then I went through a time where, like, dude, I was fucked up. Because I had a car, mm-hmm. but everything else was gone. Like? Like, girlfriend, everything. Yeah. So I went through kind of like a weird time to the point where I didn't even care about the car anymore. I was like, I don't even want this. And I sold it. That's why I sold that car. No shit. Yeah. And so then I was just kind of like doing nothing for like a year. Like just, I don't even, dude, I don't even remember that year. Where were you working at? Best Buy. Okay. I was still at Best Buy, but that was towards, kind of towards the end. Um, Yeah. So that year, dude, it was so bad. I would go to work. Well, to Best Buy, I would go. I would call my appointment to be like, hey, the installer didn't show up. This fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, oh, dude, I, shit. I, I was so out of it that that's what I would do. Like, I would be like, hey, you know, I'd call these people on my book and be like, yeah, the installer didn't show up. You got to reschedule. And I would leave. Like, I didn't even tell people. Like, I just left. On the clock, though? No, I'd clock out. Yeah. But I didn't tell people I was leaving. You know, like, you can't just leave. Nobody ever knew. Because I remember there was a guy in car radio that I kind of trusted. And I'd be like, hey, dude, I'm I'm leaving. Yeah. And, like, just handle whatever you're going to do. That's right, dude. I remember you could do that sometimes. It's like, hey, I'm going to dip out early. But you had to trust them. Yeah. And you just kind of had to get lucky that nobody would come and actually need like knowledge yeah um so yeah dude that's how bad it was like i just i was in a bad state so at this time do you think it was some sort of like depression i don't think it was a depression but it was pretty fucked up like dude i remember i would just like go wherever like i'll go to the lake hang out by myself what were you just thinking about I don't remember, dude. Like I said, that whole year was kind of like a blur. Wow. So, but I was still going to school. Um, and at the time, I don't know why I, I, I took a graphic design, even though, dude, like I got so sidetracked when I was going to school, I would start taking a bunch of classes that didn't even go towards anything, but they actually helped in the long run. Yeah. Like I started taking graphic design and, you know, showing you how to build a website. And so I started building my website. I'm like, man, maybe I'll make like a car audio, or not a cardio, um, just my own shop website. So I started building that and like just from scratch, like I'm talking, um, dude, super basic, not like now where you can go, like, you know, now you can go online and you plug in, yeah. you plug in Shopify, yeah, or whatever. you plug and play everything. So you were doing like code and stuff. Yeah. Got like, you. Dude, it was still back i don't know like 12 years ago uh-huh. 13 i don't know so i started it and it sat on my computer like for a while and then i don't know like i i don't even know what hit me where i started getting out of that phase um but so then i i do you remember that s2000 clutch message lender yeah that was my first um actual like cnc product Oh, so, okay, I remember. Going back, um, I had a, I'm, I met up with uh, this guy, George. Did you ever meet George? No, uh, but I remember you telling me so about him. he was a machinist, and so, you know, we started talking about that, and 
his dad owns the machine shop that makes my parts um still nice and um so we started talking more and more and um we eventually became roommates and yeah so i learned a lot we'd go in at night make prototypes and i know you talk a lot about um you know like you just got to do it like if you want to start a business you just got to do it a lot of people think it takes so much more like it's really not that much so i remember my first investment was 500 bucks Mm -hmm. i saved 500 bucks and i said how many of these spacers can you make me like after we made one and fucked around with whatever and that was it dude that was my first investment and um eventually i just launched the website like i don't even remember how i dude like i said that year was kind of a blur but i just dropped the website and i mainly wanted money to track my car that's why i started it mm-hmm. i was like i just want extra money so i can have enough money to go to the track and that's why it was started dude that's crazy, man. That's crazy because I, I didn't even know that you like went through those times. No, not, I never really tell people because it's like I'm not like looking for, you know, like, oh, you know, like I don't want people to like be sad or anything, whatever. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah, but it's it's definitely a lot. Like I remember you put so much into that car, dude. Not only money, just time and dedication. Do you feel like working on that car like had a strain on your life outside of building cars or outside of work? Um, well, it definitely did because that's literally all I would do. So I'd get off work, I go straight to the garage, dude, until I pretty much just couldn't, you know. Um, but like I said, I put everything off, like everything else, I just put aside. Um, I think I even like skipped a semester to finish it mm-hmm. um and yeah that was it and but you know you get to that point where you're like fuck what did i just do yeah you know like i got a fucking honda tuning article okay yeah <laughs> was it worth it yeah i mean i guess in the long run it really was because i mean everything happens for a reason and i'm a huge believer in it um especially you know, because it was almost like a fresh start. Like, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was to- it was just, you're totally different. You start thinking different ways. And that's when I started thinking like, like, yeah, I don't even know if I want to do this job mm-hmm. at Best Buy, you know, like for the rest of my life. And that's when I just started applying different places. Um, that was actually about the time I met April too. So that had a lot to do with it too. You know, when you meet the right person, yeah. Um, there's a lot that changes in that because you could have somebody by your side that can make you or break you. Hell yeah! And like, you could have a person that's just there for the fun, but they're not gonna stick around for like the bad. Yeah. You know, like the lows, and or they could cause them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's definitely true too. Um, so yeah, I mean, with April, it was different. It's like. It was cool because we both started at the bottom, like, you know, Mm -hmm. and we've worked, I would say, our way up pretty well. So, yeah, I mean, it worked out. Hell yeah. So how long have you guys been together now? Ten years. Wow. Oh, actually, it's going to be ten. No, no, no. Ten years in November. Sick, dude. Congratulations, man. man. Married and everything. Married will be 
three years. Wow. Next week. Or and you guys years. met at Best Buy. I have Spy. a horrible memory. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, dude, everything happens for a reason. She used to work at Best Buy. You remember. Mm-hmm. But she worked in the store. And I saw her, like, actually, if you want to hear a crazy story. Yeah. Um, she actually came to our house before. And I didn't know. With Gary? Yeah. Yeah. Because remember... He was dating Brittany. Yes, yes, yes. And so she came over with her. Mm-hmm. I never knew. And I'm like, you were at my house before? <laughs> like, what the fuck? And so it's just weird how that happens because I actually never even talked to her. When we worked at Best Buy, really? No. Oh, wow. Like, besides like, hey, yeah. you know, walk by and she was like super shy. She was like, I remember I make fun of her. I'm like, dude, you used to be hella shy. She was an emo kid back yeah. in the day. And she was like, Hey. <laughs> i remember dude i give her so much shit because she was so shy yeah and i remember i was like yeah she's cute you mm-hmm. know but it was like that was it yeah and then remember when gary was uh doing photography yeah so she was modeling at the time and he was doing her photo shoot uh-huh and i was in his room looking at the pictures like dang she's pretty cute <laughs> but that was it yeah like, nothing ever you know, I had a girlfriend at the time. I didn't think of anything of it. Yeah. And then, like, so now, you know, I'm, like, single for a year or whatever. Days go by. Dude, she shows up at the install bay. And I remember this. She she shows up, and she comes up and talks to me. She's like, she's like, hey, I think somebody's car just rolled and hit somebody else's car, like, out in the parking lot. I was like. But I'm looking at her. I'm like, I'm not even thinking of what she's saying. I'm yeah. like, oh, that sucks. So, so, so what are you doing? <laughs> so what are you doing tonight? Yeah. cracking. <laughs> and then I think I might have like messaged her on MySpace or something. MySpace. <laughs> Mocha <it> space. <laughs> Fuck. Damn, that's but, dope, dude. Yeah, dude. It's weird. Everything just comes around. Like, You're right, dude. I always say everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And... I can pinpoint every very significant thing that's happened in my life and say, if that didn't happen, I'm not sure if I would yeah. be here to this day. And I always say it, dude, like Raul's the one that got me into Hondas. I don't know where I would be if it was, if I never met Raul. Yeah. I don't think I would be into Hondas because nobody back in Oxnard was even into that kind of stuff when I left. Oh, okay. You know, and I had the Chevelle already. So even if I did end up in anything automotive, it would have been more towards that kind of thing. Yeah, you see, know? so like, even though you were here for only a couple of years, it's like that might have been it. Yeah. That's, there's a reason. That little C, dude. Yeah. And that's why it's so dope to just have you on here and just break that down because I know that people always hear me say it, but like, nah. Yeah. Because people look at us as like checkered sports and downstar yeah. now. But it's so weird how everything, if you take it back fucking 13 years, that's crazy to even yeah. say that, you know? Fucking old. Take it back 13 <laughs> years, dude, and we were just some some Mexican kids <laughs> installing stereos. Hustling. Hell yeah, hustling, dude. And um, so let's get back to the, the, the car stuff. I, I don't want to miss out on what you got going on right now. So Checkered Sports is going. You start, yeah. you, you start diving a little deeper into it, like... How did it feel when you created the uh, that the S2000 Spacer? Not created, but you started offering the Spacer, and then it started selling. Um, it was, dude. It felt good. Like, dude, back then I would get like you know one, two orders every week. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you first start, and you're like, 
fuck yeah order mm-hmm. let's package this shit let's up do it. dude you'd like go to the post office like three times yeah you know, you're wasting hell of time but <laughs> you're so excited and um but yeah so when i lived with george i learned a lot about machining you know we'd go like i said we'd go there at night make prototypes just fuck around and i learned a lot of you know if you make it this way you could change it this way you could save like cost on setups and blah 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 with stuff i never even thought about yeah like i always had ideas like i want to make this but then he would be like let's make it this way because there's one less setup and you know uh one less setup and it'll save you time and you can- yeah because that's the thing with machine is you want mm-hmm. to get the least time as possible right because the time on the machine, that's what they calculate yeah. to like using energy and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I always had parts I wanted to make, um, but I just didn't know how. And so I learned a lot there. And then, um, so then I started wanting to make uh, like bracket stuff. Um, like I wanted to make, I remember I wanted to make an ECU mount for a B series because I didn't make it. They only made one for a K series, which was Mugen at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and i remember i made like a template it was super ghetto <laughs> like i didn't know what a dimple was yeah i thought it was a hole at yeah i'm like yeah I, went, I made the hole and i found a guy dude i couldn't even tell you where it is now to make it for me because like i just made it out of like cardboard or whatever and i told him i wanted it like bent like what a dimple the was. whole bent yeah yeah but he just put holes in it yeah and I was like, yeah, that's definitely not what I wanted. Yeah. And then, so I'm talking to the machinist. They're like, no, we don't do that kind of stuff. Like, we do, you know, like just machining work. So then um, when I started building the blue car, the blue EG. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about that. Too. Yeah. So when I started getting into that car, I started getting more into, like, I want to learn how to actually make stuff so then i met um ansel he mm-hmm. lives in tahoe and he had a shop monzo speed um and i heard nothing but great things about him because I, I wanted a roll cage and he built mainly rally cages and stuff so i already shaved the bay um did all that you know it was whatever um but that was like i want a roll cage yeah and so i go up there and he's like well, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't work on Hondas. You know, the, he does nothing but, like, rally cars, Subarus, or at the time, that's what he was doing. And I'm like, you don't want to just help me build a cage? Yeah, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And then he starts looking at it, and he's like, dude, this is clean. Like, <laughs> this engine bay is clean. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so, so, yeah, then I started hanging around his shop, and he's a really good fabricator, like, really good. And I kept telling him, like, dude, I want to do this. Like, I want to make this floor plate. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, I always have ideas, but I didn't know how to make them. So, you know, I started learning how to use, you know, the press brake and everything. And and then he's, like, started showing me how to do it. I'm like, what if you make me, like, 10 of those, you know? And then I'll throw them up my site. My site's still pretty slow. Yeah. You know, it's whatever. And, um, so we started off like that. Um, but he was at the time, um, he was just so busy 
and it was just him and dude he's a really good fabricator like i said so he had so many cars in there like you could barely walk through there sort of deal and so i started getting to the point i'm like well shit i'll just do this you know i mean i I was lucky that he let me hang out there yeah and so i started just making my own shit and so i started learning everything on how to build shit and then so you know started making foot plates and ecu mounts um actually the first one that i made was the coil cover the k20 coil got you okay that was the very first one um but i never released it um so i made it and i showed it off Mm -hmm. this was a hard lesson learned what car was this on on the blue okay okay and i remember this was like 2009 no Um, this was 2011 wait i think it was anyway i'm pretty sure because that i remember the blue eg no this was before the article no, but the blue EG, I remember you took it to Eibach that one year that it rained inside and we had to have the booths yeah. inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was when you had the blue car. Guys, yeah. if you're listening, it was the blue EG with the charge speed fenders, yeah. Captiva blue with the gray engine bay. Yeah, so, okay. but I'm saying this was before that. Okay, okay, got before you. Before that you. event. Got you. So I made that coil cover, or we made it, um, and uh, I started like putting pictures online. Mm hmm. And then I realized somebody came out with one and I was so bummed. I was like, what the fuck? You know, it was pretty much the same. Yeah. And so I didn't, I didn't release it. I never released it. I'm like, I don't even want to, that's stupid, but it was a good lesson. I don't fucking release shit now until it's done. Yeah. Cause you know, at first I was, I dude, I was innocent. I'm like, Hey, what do you guys think of this? You, you know, if I made these, you know, would you buy them? yeah but in the meanwhile somebody's like all right hmm. and maybe i don't know man maybe it was a coincidence that they made it at the did same they time. make anything else like similar to that um no got you i'm, I'm not trying to name people but nah, it's all good but all their shit was not their own shit got you yeah so um then you make that part and you realize yeah that, so, that hard lesson yeah, so, you know, you learn all that shit as you go. I'm sure you know. Um, there's a lot of hard lessons. There's a lot of up and downs. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely, like, I was bummed, dude. Because, like, I was like, man, that sucks. You know, like, I just worked so hard on this. And I know it's a simple piece, but when you're learning, like, that's everything. Yeah, dude. Some people, they, they don't, like, see it from that point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they see it from the strictly business point of view. Yeah. But you being a creative person, somebody actually taking the time to make that product and putting it out like as innocent as possible and seeing that happen, like that's that's the part that really bothers me. It's yeah. not about like the business side of things. Right. It's most of this stuff that we that we do, whether it's apart from Downstar or from Checker Sports, like that's not just a part where we're just like, oh, this will make money. Mm-hmm. This is like a, a representation of our creativity, of our artwork. And, and putting it out there and hoping that, you know, people are going to like it for one. Mm-hmm. But you never really think at the beginning somebody's just going to copy my design and start selling it. Like, what, dude? Yeah. What, you know, that even in the beginning, that really never clicked to me. Yeah, you don't think about it. But after, shit, 10 years in the game, it's like, that's how things are. Mm-hmm. That's how business goes. And it's, it's really unfortunate. Because that could have very well stopped you from 
making products in the future. If you weren't the person that you are, you know, if you if you were less of a hustler, if you had, you know, like less heart, but you're still a creative person, you still had love for the community and somebody does that to you, that could have stopped all the future things that you've already come out with to this day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and what what sucks even worse is like a lot of times you don't just make one. Like I probably made like 3, mm -hmm. you know, until you finally get one that you're like I want this one yeah because i always make a couple different styles of like what i'm making most of the time unless i already have it planned in my head where i'm like i want it like this this and this yeah and there's not many ways to make it but sometimes i'll make a few because i'm a visual person yeah and i gotta play around with it you know and check it out um so that sucks it's like you didn't just build that one like all the time to build the other ones yeah so but it was it it was what it is and like i said it was a lesson learned um so yeah, I mean, you know, we started making stuff, um, selling stuff, um, but you know, I was paying Ansel too to make stuff. So I wasn't really making money at all. I mean, probably like here and there a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, Cause it was pretty much just paying him for the time, which in the long run, that was the fucking best money ever spent. Yeah. You know, for, it's pretty much like going to school. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You spend a hell of money, but yeah, this is better than any school. Yeah, it's hands-on yeah. experience for the exact field that you want to be in. Yeah. So, you know, say we keep, or I keep going at it, because I always had the ideas, and I would just tell him, he would tell me how to do it. Um, so, you know, the, the Blue EG comes out, article, um, exposure, Ibok. So your second feature. Yeah. So now the second feature we did FF Battle Three, mm -hmm. um, and then yeah. So I'm still hanging out there, but then I tell Ansel I want to build a car. I was like, dude, let's build a car. I've always wanted to build a car from scratch. He's like, like, what do you mean? I'm like, I just want to build a car from scratch. Like, take it to the next level. Yeah. And he's like, dude, you're fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> I'm like, but dude, how dope would that be? I'm like, number one goal, make it street legal. I'm like, because I hate like having something and, okay, use it a couple times a year. Like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like, what's the point in that? Um, so I've never been that person. Like, I daily all my shit, you know? Like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. um, so then he actually, um, I didn't really talk to him for a while because he was going through some shit and then like out of the blue i didn't talk to him for like a month dude and he texts me out of the blue and he's like hey i'm alive i'm like what he's like yeah i'm alive man rock and roll and i'm like because like and if you know antel he always says shit like that yeah but it was a little different and i was like what do you mean he's like dude i was in a coma for like two weeks what the fuck? Yeah. Cause, and I was wondering, you know, normally we like text back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear from him for like a month. Oh, shit. Yeah. And <laughs> so like, you know, over by, uh, what is it called? Emerald Bay? Yeah. It gets crazy. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like a five or 10 mile per mm -hmm. hour single lane. All he remembers from what he can remember is, is uh, he was on his ducati uh -huh. and he got ran off the road and hit a boulder yeah 
Wow. And that's the last thing he remembers. And so we're talking, like texting after he tells me like, you know, yeah, I've been in a coma. So he has to learn how to like walk and wow. speech and shit. Yeah. Know? And I'm like, so can you still weld? <laughs> 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 all right yeah, but can you still so you still do the dimples or what <laughs> but no because he's a fucking awesome welder yeah dude. like i learned a lot of welding from him yeah and that's that was his primary thing he was a welder and but ansel's the kind of person where you can talk to like that got you like he don't give a shit about small stuff like yeah. the small talk you know like every now and then you know like hey man how you doing like yeah, dude, we're cool, you know? But, yeah, I got you. But so, yeah, I can do that with him. Like, so can you still weld? Yeah. And he's like, dude, that's the first thing I tried when I got out of the hospital. Yeah. He's like, we're good. Oh, shit, sick. Yeah, so I'm like, so you want to build that car? <laughs> <laughs> and this was like a long time has passed yeah, yeah, already. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we started, um, he's like, yeah, but, you know, obviously you'll have to, because I, I understand he has a shop. He's got to pay bills. And he's in Tahoe. Like, that's fucking bank. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously he's like, you know, you, you, you're going to have to pay for the time that I work on it. I'm like, I know, but I just, I just want to build a car. I mean, I'll pay you for your time that you work on it. So it's like, okay. So he had a, I remember he had a five by 10 table, like a metal table. I'm like, okay, I'll just pull the, the K20 out of my EG real quick. Okay. So I pull it out of my car and we put it on the table and we start building a frame. <laughs> like no shit. We tack it to the table and, but it, we kept like working on it for a while and then we would like go months without working on it. You know, it was kind of like, I would just go up there on the weekend sort of deal. And like, sometimes we'd work on it. Sometimes we wouldn't, I don't know. It got put off for a long time. It was just kind of like whenever. Yeah. But building that car helped me learn a lot. Um, actually, I used to hate welding. I was so against welding. Because, um, you know, like doing electronics, that's what you kind of don't want to do is mm -hmm. arc yourself out. Yeah. So that's kind of like welding. So I, I, I never wanted to do it and I never cared for it. But he was always so busy. I'm like, well, fuck, I'll just start doing it. Yeah. You know? And I would just start tacking stuff. Like, okay, I'll just tack it. And then I was like, man, this is kind of cool. You know? Yeah. And then I just start fucking using all this scrap metal to weld random whatever just to practice. Um, but then it um, he was kind of like over the shop business side because, like I said, he's a good fabricator, but the business part of it, like he was just overwhelmed. Um, so it's, I don't know how, but he ended up getting like a really cool bus garage job. So where he like, helps out with that gotcha and so right before that i got my shop but it was more of um i got the shop because i wanted to do car audio mm -hmm. so i had built like all the fucking the walls with audio yeah and so when he closed down he needed somewhere to put all that stuff all his equipment like, well, dude, I got hella room. Like, you know, when you first start, you're like, man, I'm never going to fill this up. Yeah. And so he brings down all his equipment and including my car that's still, you know, fucking tacked to the table. And uh, 
so yeah, then I just kind of went downhill from there. I just kind of started doing more of my own thing. And when I needed help, you know, he would be there because he would still come down and weld and do jobs there. Yeah. Um, but when I needed help, he would come down and help me. Um, but yeah, then just kind of picking it up by myself because nobody's really there to help you sometimes. So you just do it. Yeah. You're just like, well, fuck, I'll learn. It's like, for example, um, building the red EG that I'm building right now, I really wanted to do a lot of titanium. So I was like, I've never even dabbled in welding titanium. Do it for like a month. I was just like reading about it, practicing until I got it down. Yeah. I was like, fuck it. You know, it's what you got to do. You just got to do it. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. So that car that you were building turned out to be the tube car. Yeah, the tube car. Um, eventually we fit. Fe- Actually, it's not even finished. Like, I think it was more after I got it registered. It's just so much fun. Yeah. Like, I just drive it as much as I can. And I think there's a lot that I want to go back and change. So that's why I haven't really finished it. Finished gotcha, it. yeah. Like, put panels on it. Because I've been debating on doing a V2 frame. Because, mm-hmm. um, dude, like I said, back then I was learning. And now I feel like I've learned so much. And now it's like, oh, I want to change that. I wish I would have done that. Yeah. You know? So I might go back and do a V2 frame. But I think after the Ready G, I might just take a break. I feel you. Because it's, it's been pretty crazy um, with, like, you know, moving and building this car and just everything. So I think because a lot of people are like, what are you going to build next? I'm like, nothing. Yeah, nothing. I'm not even yeah. finished with what I'm building yeah. right now. Yeah, I think I just want to track it, call it a day for nice. like at least a year or two, you know, like just not build. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love building, but you got to take a break. No, hell yeah, dude. So um, I know a lot of people have been keeping their eye on the Red EG, and uh, you've been, done a lot of cool stuff with it. I really like it, especially like the, the front dimple plates that you yeah. did for the where the radiator would go in the upper support and a lot of cool products are coming out of that mm-hmm. car. How, especially with the center exhaust, I like that where you cut so, out the trunk and stuff. <laughs> that was the number one thing I've always wanted to do. I was like, like that's pretty much what started me on that car. I was like, okay, I just want to make another track car because you know the blue car's gone. I want to make another EG, um, but just a track car. It didn't. It never. I never planned it to be this crazy. Um, I just wanted another track car, but I'm like, I want center exit exhaust. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's always been a thing in my head. I'm like, I don't want any curves. Yeah. Like the, what people call center exit exhaust, it doesn't mean it just exits out to center. Yeah. I'm like, I want like a true center exit. So I started cutting the floor. Yeah. And there was, <laughs> no, there was no going back. I'm like, oh fuck. Like <laughs> after I cut it, I was like, Cause you know, like where the gas tank is. Yeah. So I dropped the tank. I'm like, okay, so it's got to go through there. Uh-huh. I'm like, so I got to cut this floor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, actually, at first, I only cut the center, uh-huh. the center part. Yeah. But then I'm like, I'll just rebuild the floor. Yeah. And I'm like, so then I cut the whole floor, except like the subframe part. Got you, got you, got you. Um, and then, dude, it's just true center, and that's when I did titanium, and then there was talk of other things and in the middle of this i'm like i'm i keep thinking of more shit i can do to the car i'm like 
like, oh, let's do this, mm-hmm. you know, let's do this. And it just snowballed to the point, like, this is a crazy car. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> is, dude. And then I'm like, I had that, you know, like the, the, one of the big things for the car is the wing. Um, one of the, or when I got it, sorry, I kind mm-hmm. of, I had a uh, Jay's racing wing. Uh-huh. I was going to put that on there, but I'm like, nah, like that's still like a bolt on. Yeah. Like I want something different. And if you ever grab that wing, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's great for a bolt on. Um, if you don't want to get crazy into fabricating, um, but it's, it still wobbles a lot and it's on the hatch and everything. You know what I mean? Like you want your true, like a chassis mount. Yeah. Yeah. A, a true chassis mount. And I don't know if you follow, um, Cody Loveland from the Enviate hypercar. Mm. Okay. So this guy is a fucking genius. It's like some of the shit he does is just wild. And he did, you've probably saw the car, the black EG with the ginormous wing. Is it a tr- like time attack? Yeah, well, it's a hill climb car, but yeah, I think he's taken out. Maybe I've seen it. I know I you've can't, seen it. Yeah, I can't it, recall it's at the moment. Crazy, and I, I talked to Cody. Um, I helped him a little bit sponsor um, his single seater V8 twin turbo okay. car that they used for Pikes Peak. So, you know, like I go back and forth and talk to him, and he did a crazy ass chassis mount um, for the wing on that black EG. So it kind of gave me ideas. I kind of stole some off of it, but I kind of switched it up to where it was not so like race, but still kind of street. Yeah. Sort of like, cause like pretty much he just bolted the wing to the fucking roof. Okay. And put supports on it, which is cool. But I was like, okay, well I don't, I don't really want to bolt it on my roof, you know? Yeah. Um, and I had already taken the roof off because I, I TIG welded the whole cage and so just to get to all mm-hmm. that. So I was like, okay, what if I make floating mounts? And this is where it's really hard to describe, like even sending you a picture until you look at the car. Mm-hmm. Cause you have like, you know, I connected the, the shock towers and then I boxed the subframe and then I connected all of that together to a full like frame. Sort okay. of. I, I don't even know what you'd call it. And then off that I went up and then off the cage and so both of those um tubes go to like floating mounts like they're mounts that sit right under the roof and then i cut the roof like little slices so the wing will sit in like it'll just go right through the roof and bolt it oh shit yeah so there's a lot of crazy shit that is really hard to explain until you see it Mm -hmm. because like i've tried sending people you know pictures and they're like, mm. yeah, you, I, I could tell they still don't get yeah, it. Yeah, you got the vision in your head, and that's all that matters. Yeah. And I don't know, dude, like that car was never planned to be that crazy. Um, and then there was talk of going, I don't want to spoil it because it's not a for sure of going to some show. So I was like, gotcha. Okay, so now I need to actually like paint it? Yeah. <laughs> like, man, I was just going to track it and wrap the car. You yeah. Know? But so since there was talk of that, um, we're doing like a crazy paint job, not like crazy as in a crazy color, but normally just I super detailed. Yeah. Super detailed. Like to the point where, um, the whole under chassis was scraped off. Nice. Everything's brand new. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like brand new everything. Um, I just stopped by there this morning and he's almost getting ready to spray the outside, which is the only thing left. So the status of the car right now is you're just waiting for it to get out of paint. 
Yeah, it's in paint, gotcha. and once I get it back, I just gotta put it together and make like a couple more parts to finish it. Dope. Um, but it should be like crunch time. Hell yeah, dude! I'm super excited for this build. Ever since I've seen you Thanks starting to build it, I know I know that when you get in that mode, that something cool is gonna come out. Yeah, of it. and that's kind of a problem for me because uh, like I did get in that mode, and I was like, shit. It's kind of a good thing, but it's kind of a bad thing because you're like, I know me. And there's times where I'm like, okay, I need to go home, you know? So this is like white EG mode. You're trying to fight yeah. against that? Yeah. So it's like you. that. But now I know. Yeah. It's like, okay, I got to go home. Yeah. Because if I, if I keep working, I'm just going to keep, I don't know, dude, I get in the zone. Yeah. You know, especially when you're like in the good zone. Because there's days where, you know, you make shit and you're like, dude, this was a fail. Mm -hmm. And everything you just throw away, you know? those days suck you definitely want to go home those yeah days. yeah but the good zone days yeah it's hard to yeah. leave you know um so actually going to paint was a good break because i haven't had it for a while yeah but now i'm also catching up because while i was building the car i wasn't really working <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so now i'm like fuck dude i have like no product yeah so now i'm like playing huge catch up oh really know? yeah i'm like you know, I'm, I'm catching up now, but because I have to constantly, you know, make a new batch of this, make a new batch of this. And then, you know, you start kind of just riding that, I don't know, just that neutral wave. Yeah, like being complacent. I know yeah, exactly what you and mean, and you dude. can't get into that. It's like, okay, so what was I building next? Like, you have to keep coming out with new shit. Yeah. Like, that's, or else you're just going to fall off. Yeah, even when we built the uh, Heavy in the Streets EG finish that and like taking it to shows and stuff i mean the business is going good and i'm just like all right this is cool you know but i i got into like a groove of things where it's just all right go to work go do downstar come home and just chill yeah. you know and with with our industry you can't really do that because somebody's gonna pass you up pretty mm -hmm. quick we're we're in an industry where everybody's always you they need you in their face at all times yeah and that's kind of where where i kind of kicked it into gear late last year early this year is that i'm just like dude we got to keep coming out with new stuff and we've come out with a lot yeah and you know even even this podcast and doing it like the skate brand and things like that but it's it's nice to be in that zone but it's also very scary too yeah yeah i totally understand because when you're in the zone that like just whatever it's good because it's like okay you have money coming in and it's constant but it's gonna run out yeah like you can only sell so many of product x yeah you know you got i mean it'll always sell but it's gonna eventually start s slowing down less and less and less so you gotta keep you know you gotta keep innovating new just shit. just as much as we want to be part of uh these brands and we want to have them on our on our cars like people want to have our stuff on their cars, yeah. but if we don't come out with anything cool, if I would have just stuck with the products that just keep selling, you know, sooner or later people are going to get tired of that. Yeah. So you got to keep reinventing yourself, and I think that's one of the scariest things. But you know, one of the most exciting things mm -hmm. about being an entrepreneur and a business owner. Yeah, yeah, and that that also goes back to um, why I don't really want to import anymore. Yeah, because it's it's hard for me to focus and. Cause like, dude, I always have ideas of what the next thing I want to make is, but I get so caught up in being busy with other things. Mm -hmm. It's like, 
when. Yeah. You know, so that goes back to like, hey, I should probably just stop importing. No, nah, you definitely should, bro. Yeah. Like checkered sports, that's you, man. You know, the importing, anybody can really do it, yeah. but nobody can do checkered sports. This is, this is your creativity. This is your artwork that you're putting out to the world, and that's that's where your attention needs to be focused at because dude the money is going to keep coming like your shit's dope you know i see it like you were saying it's not even geared towards show cars but i see so many Mm -hmm. show cars with your stuff on it well actually it's probably a 50 50 yeah yeah like because a lot of people are like a lot of people i get this a lot they're like hey can i buy uh two driver plates one for my passenger like well it was never designed for that but a lot of people do it that's what we have on the heavy in the street tg yeah it's like you know i make a passenger plate right yeah dude nobody buys that yeah (laughs) no hell yeah they're like what is that for because you can't see it it's up there yeah i'm like well that's for your passenger to actually brace you know when you're hauling ass and about to break nah 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 i want it for looks bro yeah no no (laughs) you're not gonna see that when you look inside the car whatever dude that's the same thing i told you i said nah just give me two driver ones i'll take it bro but hell yeah man so what do you see the future of checkered sports being or what would you like it to be um so you know right now how i was just showing you um gonna build a home shop um that's actually been a dream of mine yeah because dude that right there i don't know why i've always wanted to do it it's like walk out and the other thing is like it'll i'll be a lot more um i'll have a lot more time because there's a lot of times where i want to go back to the shop and like oh man i want to do this like this quick little thing yeah but it's like i don't want to fucking drive there and then drive yeah 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 so i think this is also going to help because just going you know 10 feet and do whatever mm-hmm. so that's actually one of my big goals but at the same time honestly i don't want to get huge like i'm not looking for to get huge and like whatever i don't think i i want to go there um, got you i'm not saying like i i want to just stay neutral like i said i want to keep coming out with parts but at the same time the older i get um the more i realize you have to spend more time other places so I really don't want to go to there. Cause then you're dude, I watched my mom, um, you know, build a restaurant that was like 24 seven. And so I'm looking at that. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I want it to pay bills, but I don't really care to get big. Yeah. Like that's not my thing. Like I don't need to be rich. You know yeah. what I mean? So dude, I'll be happy. Like just home shop, paying bills, building stuff. Dude, I love building shit. Like, um, I was making some new prototypes today, and I haven't done that in a while. And it's just like that good feeling comes yeah. back, you know. Especially when they're like, I don't know, dude. Like, I send it to laser, I draw it, I'm like, fuck yeah, hell yeah, yeah, dude. So that shit feels good. And so to me, it's not so much like a money thing. It's more of like, dude. Like when I see my product on people's cars, that's where it's at, you know. Especially like you know everywhere yeah you know japan australia hell yeah dude that's why i love to do these podcasts man especially with people like you that i know that what you put into this and what you put into your into your business and the kind of person that you are you know this goes a lot further than oh yeah it's this brand checkered sports and they have these cool plates you know it's a lot deeper than that and just a lot of people don't put themselves out there like you're not out there all the time telling your history or telling where you've come from but this is definitely going to be something cool for people to just 
listen back to and and actually understand what that part represents yeah yeah and a lot of the parts um i don't make to like for people like i don't know how to describe that or say that but i kind of just make what i want yeah like i feel you and going back to what i said before the hard lesson learned i don't ever show anything until it's out out so it's kind of like a gamble but whatever like because you know i make what i want and i've had some shit fail where it's like okay i I sold a few yeah (laughs) but i still have a bunch and it's been like a year so it's like okay that product was a flop yeah won't make that again yeah 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 (laughs) but it's just part of the business no i feel you with that dude and that all just comes back to your your creativity and you want to just to just build things like that's the best thing if you could build something and then sell it and other people love it as much as you do like that's a home run bro and what's crazy about that though is a lot of times there'll be some part well not a lot of times but sometimes there'll be parts that i'm dude i'm so excited for and everybody else is like yeah there's like no orders coming in for him like fuck i thought it was cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then there's parts like simple parts where like the cup holder yeah the cup holder okay the story behind that dude i you know i we we're driving our cars to the track we don't trailer them i'm like it sucks having your coffee right here yeah because you know you always leave at like three or four in the morning and i'm like i gotta build a cup holder and i built that dude and people just started seeing it they're like build me one fucking rad and so shit like that dude that's cool that other people want yeah you know what you were thinking and at the time like you weren't i wasn't thinking like i'm gonna sell this because i'm like man nobody's gonna nobody would want this yeah and then everybody's like dude i gotta have yeah that. and now i see it everywhere it's hella cool it is man that's such a dope product i think all those interior products that you have they just fit perfectly like i say with the heavy in the streets we have the yeah. cup holder the ecu holder the floor plates and even the uh the coil pack cover too yeah and it's just it gives it that look with me when i build a car there's only very few brands that i want to have on board and it's just because i've built those relationships yeah so when i was building that car it was like okay i have this idea what i want to do i'm going to get all the stuff that raul offers for it mm-hmm. for this build and then has for or whatever you know and it's just it's dope that you have that that like lineup of pieces like a package kind of thing dude thanks man yeah but dude you've been kicking ass bro it's dope man i every time i see the brand growing it's just like it feels like a win for me too because i'm like fuck yeah (laughs) dude (laughs) that's my boy bro he's fucking killing it dude thanks man and then just pulling up to the pad and just seeing it and just seeing where you came from and where you are now and then just like the relationship you and april have and then her having the salon and everything that's just like that's that's the dream bro you know coming from coming from urington with what four thousand people (laughs) to being here now like yeah but see that that's i think a lot of living out there has a lot of why i live where i live now mm-hmm. you know i dude, i love this shit like you don't drive to my street unless you live back here yeah i gotta worry about coyotes and bears getting my dogs <laughs> i don't gotta worry about people yeah but i like that dude it's calm like dude it's like camping every night like if you sleep right here with the windows yeah yeah it's like camping every night so cool yeah. dude 
Hell stars, yeah, everything. I love it out here, dude. I, I love, you know, that atmosphere of it. And when we lived here, I had the quad and go quaddy yeah. and stuff. But at the end of the day, dude, I'm I'm like a Cali guy, yeah. dude. It's just in my blood. And we were talking about this, too. I always tell people, like, dude, you got to move to California. But people just don't think about it. But I never really think that the reason I love California so much is because that's, like, my history that's where i'm from and people aren't from that so like you know the traffic and the, yeah. the pricing and things yeah that's a big like deterrent you know and especially like vice versa for living here i'm like dude i wouldn't want to live here again it's a lot slower life mm -hmm. for me but the life that i've created for myself is just like go 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 all the time just doing something but it's nice to just come on these little vacations and just Come check out the old, how, how life used to be. You know, even going to the skate park today. Went to the skate park, took Christian over there, and, and just, like, tripping out, man, just just to, to see where how far that we've really come. Yeah. You know? It's the same thing for us, too, like, because, um, you know, like, we're, like, the opposite in that way. Yeah. Like, because I go to the Bay, you know, because I have family or go to our crew, whatever. But, yeah, it's the opposite for us. It's like, okay, we're there for, like, a day or two, and we're like, okay, this is... Like, yeah. This is... I don't want to deal with traffic. Yeah. Here. And I don't know, man. It's... Everybody has their own thing. And so, like, a, you know, like, a lot of people come here, like, that visit. And like, how do you do it? Like, there's nothing out here. It's like, dude, that's the best that's part. That's the reason why, <laughs> Yeah, man. it's like... I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I love it. Hell yeah, dude. I'm excited, man. And I'm excited to see where the brand goes from here and just your personal growth, dude. Like, you've come so far since when when we first met each other, dude. And that yeah. shit is super awesome, man. And it's really motivating. Not to just me, just to anybody else that, that knows where you came from and remember seeing the, the, the screen name, the yeah. B B16 Rex 02. <laughs> I don't know how many people actually know about that name. <laughs> that's it. There's history, bro. Yeah. That's Hell where it yeah, started. Man. But, Raul, thank you, dude. I really appreciate you sitting down yeah, with me and making this time. Hell yeah, dude. This, this is a conversation that we've needed to have. Because <laughs> I know people were like, yeah, he's fucking lying, dude. That's not Those stories aren't true. I like, guess yeah, it's pretty fucking true. No, dude. I've, I'm telling you, I've had people that have came into the shop and they're like, dude, you worked with Frank? <laughs> like, yeah where like at best buy <laughs> like he lived here i'm like yeah dude <laughs> it's tight man but i don't know why they think it's like i don't know like, if you were to tell me the story i would think it was crazy just thinking about the story now it that's doesn't true i guess it doesn't really make that much sense because i'm literally like a california dude yeah. and it's like what the, this was such a a small part of my life but a very significant yeah. part of my life i learned a lot of lessons here good and bad and i i like kind of found myself and what i wanted to do and you know just honed in on those those skills and just just went with it yeah and it's dope how everything turned out man our our, yeah. sto our stories are turning out pretty good that, that's the thing is like there's so many stories dude it's like you can just go for days hell yeah and that's man. cool having those stories like i don't know it is man it's priceless bro mm -hmm. this this time that i spent up here coming moving to nevada moving from california to nevada and then back like it was it was a short time but a lot of things happened we didn't even touch on like when when me and the guys used to go to the flats and oh, things yeah. like that you know hot <laughs> yeah, august nights or whatever yeah, yeah it was it was a good time for man. days yeah 
but um like i said dude i wish you much success yeah, and i'm excited too. to see what the shop looks like dude me too hell yeah <laughs> bro so everybody listening right now if they're not following you already where can they follow you at uh mainly on instagram checkered sports um i'm not like on it all day probably should yeah um if you want to get a hold of me dude feel free to text me um i i reply and i guess people normally don't because i always get customers that are like wow you replied <laughs> i'm like yeah dude i just i'm here to help you yeah and I guess it's a it's it isn't a thing. Well, it's your personal cell phone number, so that's well, pretty crazy. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it's not like I answer it twenty four seven. Yeah, you know, my phone is always on silent. Always, I'll get to it when I can get to it. It's not that I'm gonna answer it right away. Yeah, you know, but I'm also I will answer you. Yeah, it's not gonna might not be right away, but I will answer you. But that's dope though, man, for sure. I feel like, I don't know. I think it's crazy that companies don't ha- have that because there's a lot of companies where they don't even have a contact yeah and it's like i even get people trying to contact me they're like hey do you know how to get this company's phone number? i'm like dude, i don't fucking know like but yeah it's weird yeah i think uh if anybody could take the any lesson away from this if you're a business owner like google voice you could set it up with any number that you want and it gets forwarded to your yeah. phone so that it's free too yeah. you know so if you don't want to give out your cell phone number or anything like that you could do it that way yeah i really don't care um, cause like I said, my phone's always on silent. Yeah. It's not like it's whatever. Hell yeah. So, so um, guys, make sure you follow Raul and, um, if you enjoyed this content, thank you so much. If, if you can, please tell a friend I'm excited for this podcast, dude. It's growing yeah. pretty good. It's, it's getting big fast. <laughs> it is dude. Like, there's a lot like holy shit because i haven't even kept up with them. Honestly. Yeah. It's it, hard Two yeah. a week and they're like mm-hmm. two hours plus. Yeah, a lot of times I'll start listening to them, and it's like somebody comes in or something, and it's like, I don't know. I, I don't want to just listen to it in the background, especially when you get into it. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, pause it. And then sometimes it's like, okay, where was I? You know? So it's hard to keep up with how much you have, which is good, dude. It's yeah. great. You got a lot of big hustle. people, too. I know, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited, dude. Some of them I'd like to have on again just to follow up. But, dude, this is my outlet to talk to people that i've been interested in and not even just car people just anything yeah. so i'm excited to see where this goes i want to see your car i'm super excited to see that finish dude that build's coming out sick well, we're aiming for november um i'm hoping i'll be there at the chronicles oh, like i gotta yeah. debut it somewhere significant like, for sure hell i want to yeah. do like a big debut before i go to the track because i know it gonna start getting like rock <laughs> chips and shit like i don't care hell like, yeah i don't want to build it to not drive it good shit bro well you guys heard it here first make sure you make it to the chronicles in late october early november yeah. i don't know when it's gonna be but shout out to joey man yeah he was on the podcast he's a fucking hustler too that was a good one yeah dude but raul thank you once yeah, again man. i really coming. appreciate your time dude and everybody thank you for listening this is episode 88 downtime with downstar we out peace <laughs>